Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. As darkness envelops the land, the night of reckoning is here. Judgment Day is upon us. Four mortal men, warriors all, driven by desperation, ruled by the cruel hand of fate, seeking the ultimate glory, the coveted grail that darkens the soul, the merciless reign over us. Two jealous suitors, bound by a common passion, consumed by envy, scorned by sins of the flesh, betrayed by the glimmering light, Sinners lie amongst us. One vindictive soul seeking to avenge an evil deed. A wrath as cold as stone. To be unleashed without remorse, without mercy, without regret. The flame of forgiveness burns no more. The rulers. Cursed. The lovers. The warriors, all enveloped by the darkness, all forever unforgiven. God, have mercy on their souls. And now, WWF Unforgiven. It's the 24th of September, the year of our Lord 2000. Mojo, lady, I've been That song that I still don't know the lyrics to, but I must have heard 10,000 times is number one in the UK charts. I was told by, a, but I was calling them Mojo for a long time. And then my old radio boss said, actually, they're called Modjo. I was like, oh, okay. So I started calling them Mojo. And then I went to another radio station where they went, why call them Mojo? They're called Mojo. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I'll just call them both at different times. So it's Mojo just... or Mojo, if you're listening, how do we pronounce you? Is this Django Unchained? The D <laughs> is silent. I know. <laughs> uh, Dinosaur, the Pixar film. I know. <laughs> 
<laughs> Dinosaurs are still dead. <laughs> yeah, Dinosaur, the Pixar film. I think it's Pixar. It's a DreamWorks. Yeah. But anyway, either way, I haven't seen it. Right. This one came and went. Uh, you're a big fan of these films, Tom. What did you think? Never saw Dinosaur. Oh, no. I've, I've heard it's not that good, which is why I haven't seen it yet. Because normally Alex and I are into like our animated movies and stuff, and I keep saying, should we watch Dinosaur? And she always goes, no. And she's a good bellwether for that sort of thing. So we haven't watched it. Uh, apparently it's not very good. <laughs> so, oh, that's the worst. People. It's the worst oh, interview in it. It's the worst. In, it's the worst review in it. Oh, I've, I've heard it's not good, so we won't watch it. <laughs> We're a pop wrestling podcast now. Have you seen it? No. Oh, I've seen it. No. Cool. Here's our opinions on it. <laughs> I, I beg your pardon as well before people correct me. It was a Disney CGI film. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, well done, lads. I couldn't find any. Couldn't find any live acting dinosaurs. <laughs> They're still dead at this point. Still dead, but <laughs> card subject to change. That's all we're saying. ITV announces the return of News at 10, which will air on at least three nights a week from the new year. The decision comes a week before a judicial review into the ITC's order for the bulletin to be stored was to be heard. One of the fun things about doing these little news things before we set up the, the show that we're about to watch is seeing the importance and anger and feuds surrounding when the news is on mm. in this country, I never thought it was that big of a thing until people are like, it's, no, we need it. It's supposed to be there to, to inform the people who wake up later. You know what? It's not, but we're just creatures of habit. We're just mm. creatures. If it had been the news at nine for years and they said, we're going to move to the news at 10, they'd have been outcry. We're just creatures of habit and we don't like change. And it would, and it's one of those things where news at 10 changing its time. I was like, no, because it doesn't. It, I'm so used to this now. I can't process things being slightly different. So the outcry <laughs> led to news at 10 coming back. Sounds about right. Yes. There's no real good games this week, but we do have another Disney sequel. Yes. And I know that Tom loves so much. Blood. The Little Mermaid 2 Pinball Frenzy is out for the Game Boy Color. No, no, that is not a thing. Shut up, that is not a thing. <laughs> Little Mermaid 2 Pinball Frenzy. Although the game received positive reviews, critics were divided over the decision to develop a pinball game based on the Little Mermaid franchise, and reviewers negatively compared it to the 1919 game Pokemon Pinball. You're being real. You're being real! <laughs> it's gonna Wikipedia. I thought you were joking! The player can unlock Why? 16 mini-games by earning points and completing activities. Why is this a thing? Each mini-game is based on scenes from the films. In one instance, the player hits frogs and fish from the Kiss the Girl sequence. And in another, they help Melody escape from a frozen block of ice in another. I can't even imagine this game. Right, the meeting for this. We'll get to Unforgiven in a minute. But the meeting for this. Right, guys. Uh, we need a we need a we need a game okay, for the for the for the Disney. Do we need to release a Disney game this month? Alright, how about something on Little Mermaid 2? Um Little Mermaid. No, Little Mermaid 2. Okay, I mean it we can we not just do a Little Mermaid 1 game? No, we want it to be Little Mermaid 2. It's just two is a tougher push than one. No, it definitely needs to be two. Okay, well, it's going to be a tough sell to people. 
to do a game on Little Mermaid 2, but we'll, we'll do it, we'll do it. Um, What sort of game are we thinking? Like a platform, an RPG? Pinball Frenzy! Shut up! Stop playing Mad Libs in the office! <laughs> it's, this is... What, what, I want to see, I want to see the rejected offers. Little Mermaid 2 Ghost Hunter. <laughs> Little, Little Mermaid 2 Extreme Rally. <laughs> what are the other options they had instead of Little Mermaid 2 Pinball Frenzy? <laughs> I think it's when they have two completely out there mid-card guys teaming up. Like Blackman and Snow as Head Cheese or Gun and uh, Dog as New Age Outlaws. That's right. Together at last. It shouldn't work, but it does. <laughs> the Little Mermaid and Pinball. Okay. I, I, I have, I've done a little bit of research into this by, by virtue of me Googling. And I wonder if... Pinball Frenzy is a franchise. No, I don't think it is. Because I just typed in Pinball Frenzy. I think it may be, maybe there's a franchise of games called Pinball Frenzy. Maybe Little Mermaid 2 just falls into that franchise. Nope, just Little Mermaid 2, Pinball Frenzy. And the, <laughs> the cartridge is... Right, oh, right, okay, right. We'll get into No Mercy in a bit, I promise. Um, but Little Mermaid 2... <laughs> Oh yeah, unforgiven. I'm, I'm I'm extra early. Unforgiven two pinball frenzy coming soon. <laughs> we'll get into unforgiven in a bit, right? There is a cartridge here. I'm I've just googled it. Right, Pokemon. There's, there's Little Mermaid pinball frenzy that has a cartridge with a with a, it needs a battery. Oh, it's <laughs> one of those ones, the big fat ones. Yeah, like Perfect Dark. It's like it's not like Little Mermaid two is a tough sell as it is. And then you make it a pinball game, which is a tough sell. Oh, okay. Well, we'll, we'll do our best with it. We'll do our best with it. Like, okay, it's it's a it's a lesser known Disney film. It's a it's a, a genre that doesn't suit it. We'll do our best with it. Um, anything else? Uh, yeah, you need a double A battery to run it. Right? Are you trying to? <laughs> are you deliberately trying to make sure we don't sell any? Like, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna smear it in lard. <laughs> it's gonna electrocute you when you try and touch it. <laughs> I can't get over. Who thought this was a good idea? Hey, Tom. <laughs> Please, by intuition, the digit count is full. That mute girl who showed up on the beach. Sure, please, I mean, <laughs> pinball. It's like Tommy, but replace the hands with legs. <laughs> Tommy, but with a fish. Oh, that was happening in the wonderful world of reality. And you can probably see why so much of us spend our time away from reality and in the world of wrestling. What was happening during this time? What was boring, boring, usual intro? Blah, blah, blah. Myself, Matthew and Tom Campbell are here today for the Cultaholic Smackdown review and a live watch along with you, me, a copy of the W Network and Unforgiven 2000. Tom, how the hell are you? Has anybody ever done uh, a, a, tw a Twitch stream of Little Mermaid 2 Pinball Frenzy? Are you going to be the first one to do I so? Think, I think that feels like... Uh, upon listening to this, if there's if there's enough call for it, I'll I'll do one. Maybe on my personal channel. I don't think Adam will want that. Oh, I like Not the idea of you getting the world record for <laughs> Little Mermaid 2 by default. Yes! I'm, I'm so happy for that. 
I'm happy for that to be a thing. Um, it's like you and a Dutch farmer with insomnia <laughs> playing this game on Twitch. And I hunt him down and we fight to the death. And he's like, I can't believe it. I can't even play me one pin, but my favourite game of all time about some bloody Brit. I can't believe it. <laughs> oh, it's The Rock from last week's episode of Smackdown. How about that continuity? Uh, What's that? You didn't run over Stone Cold. Oh, <laughs> Say it again in, in, a, in a language that's offensive. Say it in um, mermaid. <laughs> say it in mermaid. Glub, just... glub, glub, drown, drown, drown. All right, cheers. Glub, glub, drown, drown. <laughs> From the people who brought you woof, woof, moo, moo. Glub, glub, drown, drown. <laughs> uh, I'm fine. Thank you, Matthew. Um, time of recording. Uh, it is the eve of the good lady's birthday. Ooh. So, uh, so a time of hearing this, I'm probably still hungover because uh, this is going out on the Saturday. Um, but all is good at this end. I'm currently looking out on a gorgeous day. Torrential rain yesterday, and I think there's. It got me thinking. There's something delightfully cruel about the country in Europe with the worst weather being told, yes, you can drink in pubs again, but only outside. Oh, <laughs> it's right. something slightly cruel about that, you know. And also slightly cruel about the fact that this time last year, we were having an unusually warm May, a heat wave in May, when we were all told to stay home. Bastard. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, Tom. It was last week I hung out with my good friend Henry outside with the real people, and... After a few days of beautiful sunshine, of course, it snowed. <laughs> so, very happy to have my gin and ginger on the rocks. <laughs> I didn't know Henry was ginger. Nice. <laughs> uh, how are you, Matthew? Well, the better after that. <laughs> no, I'm grand. Thank you very much for asking, Tom. I've been going back to the gym with my gym buddy. And so I'm doing the natural thing where... You go, God, I'm knackered, I'm shattered, I can't lift another thing. And then you see your pal doing a few more reps. You're like, you know what? I've just suddenly gained this strength all the way from the insecurity muscle, the back of my neck, because <laughs> I don't want to be outclassed by him. So uh, things are going great. I'm tired in a good way. Yeah, like a good a good exhausted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nice. That's nice, man. I like it. It's not, it's, it feels normal again. Almost feels normal again, sir. Almost. When we can meet up and do the podcast live oh, and in person, that's when reality is I back. cannot wait for that day. I was giving some, like, I'm, I will warn you, uh, dear <laughs> There's listener. There's been some changes. <laughs> triple jump, triple jump is changing. Now, I, I, um, I will warn you that the, the podcast that Matthew and I will do together for the first time, I think we'll have some beers while we do it. I think it'll probably be the longest one we do. <laughs> Because it'll be like the first time we've caught up in a work capacity in over a year. I I think I was working this out. I think we've now done more classic Smackdown reviews socially distanced than we have in person. Oh, you're probably right. I think we have, mate. I think we I think the first sort of like maybe 18 or 19 episodes were were face to face. And we're now like nearly episode 60. (laughs) I think we've done, done more socially distanced than in, in real life. So I'm not uh, forward to changing that. You know, though, that in a, in a in a way I shouldn't say, because it sounds too serious, I have to go on this silly uh, tangent. I'm, I'm worried 
in a small degree that when we meet up uh, to do a SmackDown thing and when me, Jack and Ross meet up, that I'm worried I'm not going to start blubbing. Oh, <laughs> man. Not like the entire time. Not like, ah. We'll have but a little like, cry. I'm, I'm going to be like, oh, no emotion. Like, nah, hey, look, we'll have a little cry and we'll, we'll record it because that's, that's where the money is, isn't it? Yeah. In emotion. <laughs> in, cap- <laughs> in capturing emotion. That's where the money is. That and pinball games. That and pinball frenzy. <laughs> oh my! I, I'm still thinking on that. Little Mermaid I'm still thinking about it too. Frenzy. Like, why'd they come up with pinball frenzy? It couldn't be like pinball panic. Pinball yeah, madness mean, is too offensive. I God, guess. God, I'd even thought of the, the the name choice, pinball friend. Like, when would you associate Little Mermaid? I'm sorry, we'll get to Unforgiven in a bit. Um, when Ooh. would you associate Little Mermaid two with the word frenzy? underwater pinball maybe maybe return to the pinball sea under the pinball um you th- pinball armageddon what's her name you what's the name of the baddie in ursula ursula's revenge just call it yeah. ursula's revenge and it's just ursula's to- balls ursula's balls <laughs> full tilt ursula there you go <laughs> crabs on your balls there you go that's what you do why pinball frenzy? Anyway, let's Little do- Mermaid Two, <laughs> Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Tom, uh, should we? You know what? We might just be starting to talk about this twaddle during the show because there are some down bits. Um, is there anything you need to say before we get this out of the way, or uh, p- p- before pinball, everyone stops listening? Pinball frenzy is uh, is something I'll stream if there's enough people that want to see it. <laughs> I reckon I could. I reckon I could source the cartridge and a double A battery. <laughs> I think I'll just take a battery out of the remote control. Um, no, we don't normally do the sort of notes for the week. We'll do that in the next episode of the SmackDown review. But what you're listening to, if this is the first time you've listened, and wow, you pick a good one. Um, this is different to the classic SmackDown review in the sense that when we get to a pay-per-view, we do a watch-along. So we record an alternative commentary track for the pay-per-view in question. So we're going to watch Unforgiven in the year of our Lord 2000, which you can watch via the WWE Network or via Peacock, depending on uh, on, on how you consume these days. Uh, we will give you timestamps throughout because I understand that Peacock does just like to scatter commercials through some of their shows, which throws some of the timings off. So um, we'll do that for you. So remind me to do timestamps as we go in case you get lost along the way. Um, So we're going to watch it now. We're going to give you a second to go to Unforgiven 2000, September 24th, 2000, on whatever iteration you have of the WWE Network. Do that right now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop 
dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back. Matthew Gregg, are you ready for Unforgiven in the Year of Our Lord 2000? Ready. You will go on my first hey, whistle. Hey, hey. On go, we'll all watch it together in three, a two, a one, go. World WWF leader, leader, leader. It's just turned into an Adam Pajiti Twitch stream all of a sudden. Leader, 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 leader. Al Gore and George Bush, please come on the show. Leader, leader, leader. Candelabra. I always liked the aesthetic as darkness envelops the land. A line they used almost every Unforgiven, as darkness envelops the land. Four evil men, it shows Benoit. (laughs) Four evil men and Cain. I like the Unforgiven 2000 aesthetic. And it always, how it always fell after SummerSlam as like it was going into autumn you knew it was the beginning of the fall because this was sort of like the the you could i, I think nowadays they'd call this SummerSlam backlash but that's kind of what oh, this was god they will want the SummerSlam backlash but right now this is a b level pay-per-view but we still have the angle triple h blow off which i think this is the show that's is most remembered for and the blow off to, to that. Whoa, there the, you go. The blow off to that to Stone Cold Steve Austin, and he's back after after almost a year away from the company. Steve Austin making his return tonight is set to that. Now going into this, and we'll we'll take this for what they've sort of build it to us tonight. We feel like Steve Austin will confront the person that ran him over. That's what we thought, anyway. Hmm. I'm not entirely. Him and Shane are doing a thing. That's what we did last time. It's gonna be a full way for the title with the most of the emphasis put on the fact that Undertaker and The Rock can't trust one another. <laughs> and we're like, yeah. And Kane and Benoit are becoming a tag team because they're starting to dress the same, yeah. like lovers. Oh, it's every MMA tattoo from the <laughs> mid two thousands. Goldberg is coming. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, lovely. Look at that. People in a wrestling show. People in a wrestling event. <laughs> Not as... Um... Hear the worm's voice. Incoming! <laughs> Not as exciting a stage setup. Um, I think, you know, we, we do take that for granted now because wrestling shows in 2021 all have the same stage. Except WrestleMania, where they just where they bring in a big old pirate ship. Exactly. Mm. And we're in Philly. Uh oh. Oh, some empty seats. <laughs> Don't show those. Let's go away quick. So we're at the first Union Center in Philadelphia. Sold out, as JR just said there. Legit sold out in two hours. Um, also the home of In Your House Mind Games in '96, and Ooh. the home of WrestleMania 15 from '99. 
Okay. Remember okay. back in the day? Yeah. Where... Oh, and there's the Lawler. Oh my God, that's my mate Adrian. I think. Is that my mate Adrian behind no, him? That's Jerry Lawler. What are you talking about? There's a, there's a guy behind him that looks like my mate Adrian Day. <laughs> was he unforgiving? Okay. Surely, what was he? And here's Kevin Kelly in the but God. Oh. My God, he looks like the captain from Red Dwarf Series Eight. <laughs> captain Hollister. You Captain Hollister, yes. <laughs> Hollister the Donut Boy. Oh, he went through. He got a bit chunky. We all we all did in lockdown. <laughs> At AI, I'm just saying he's got that lockdown love. So when did you? When did you? Do you remember watching this first time round? Remember where you were? This pay per view. This is one that I did watch as a kid, and it couldn't have. It may have been on Sky Sports then. It couldn't have been on box office. Oh, I was um, definitely Sky Sports. Yeah, and yeah, someone definitely recorded it, and we watched it in my house because that's how it worked in the neighbourhood that I grew up with. So you all came Random around. Random kids would just together. come over and watch, you know. And it was normal, the kids there. I was 33 at the time. Um, and we just watched... Red I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. And, uh, yeah. But I really don't remember much. Was it a bit of a gathering then when all the kids in the neighbourhood would come oh, round? Oh, it was like... It had been on the... Yeah, it had been on the... We, we watched uh, Smackdown every week on the free version of Sky. Not the free version, but the cheaper version of Sky. Get the Sky One thing and be like, all right, oh, it, it, it happened. Did someone record it? Are you recording it? Oh, my dad is. Fantastic. Cool. <laughs> yeah. My dad so The little rascals, it. but with uh, VHS. <laughs> and here we go. The feud that has all had all of one week's build. <laughs> That's right. After right to censor of beating up too cool for about five weeks in a row, uh, the Dudleys and the Acolytes are like, yeah, um, we're, we're going to take them on. We're going to borrow this feud. <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna borrow this. Are you not using it? No, that that that's fine. And uh, this is the build. Yes, they had the glasses and they danced. And uh, don't 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 you dare call this a B level uh, build. <laughs> that's that's it. Thank you very much, Tom. Do you remember seeing this for the first time when it was on? Or? I yes, I was. I'd started college by this point. Yes, I had. I'd started uh, the sixth form college. Oh yeah, Steve, Stephen Richards promo before we go in. Now, Stephen Richards coming into this injured, by the way. Booze. <laughs> What's this them talk? Yeah, Stephen Richards injured That's in right. this match, so you might not see a whole lot of action from Stephen, but he's he's oh. he's a trooper. He's carried on. He's got a bad leg, but he's carrying on. Yeah, so um, I started college at this point, so I wouldn't have stayed up late to watch it because I seem to believe that on a Monday at nine o'clock. I had maths, because that's cruel. Because as I mentioned on this podcast previously, I failed my GCSE maths uh, as I was leaving high school, but had the agreement that when I started at the sixth form college, they said, look, you did, you got a D in maths. You need a C or more to come here. But if you come to join us, you take a couple of weeks of catch up and then we'll sit you for a GCSE maths exam at the end of October, then, um, then that'd be fine. So I was having GCSE maths lessons on a Monday morning. And lo and behold, I think about two or three weeks in, I had the test, got a D again. <laughs> so I had to do another six months of GCSE maths. Oh, no. Uh, I tell you what, though, the day I got a C in GCSE maths, oh, my God. It was, I, I felt like I'd won the World Cup. 
And even like my mum and dad were just like, I, I ran home and went, I gotta see! And like, yes, he's done it! The thickest child we have has done it! <laughs> Bless you. I was doing I was doing really well in everything else. I was doing media studies, I was doing film studies, I was doing I have an AS level in law randomly. Oh um, wow. I just thought I subject I wanted to do, so I did it. I I, I did um, English and German and French and I was getting B's and A's, but I just couldn't get me pickle around maths. And struggled with ages so so this would have been something i would have watched after another maths lesson which pickled my brain and i think i would have had i think i might have had law in the afternoon and then come home and watch this or would i've come home during my lunch break because i didn't live that far from the college so i might have nipped home and maybe watched a bit of this no i don't think i would i definitely would have watched it after i think just how old i am when you were like gathering with the neighborhood kids to watch it <laughs> i was <Yeah>. out <laughs> i was in my late teens feeding me tamagotchi no, that was beautiful. I'm glad that you had that. Uh, I never had to redo any of my GCSE qualifications. Get prof over uh, here. One because I was that was a terrible neck breaker there by Rachel, and um, and one because I was that kid who was got really good grades at school, which gave me the misconception that I was a clever individual. And any time I think back to wow, remember when you had like uh, people had great ideas for you, Matthew, and. Uh, you're supposed to be this really smart kid. It turns out, no, you're just good at school. And you remember Ooh. these grades you got, and you forget all the times that you re-rented and rented Bart's Nightmare for the Mega Drive because you thought maybe if you rent it a fifth time, it would be a good game. <laughs> you know, um, you forget all those moments, I guess, because uh, they're not written on a certificate. You're scholastically but, smart, though. Like, scholastically, you, you, thank you. You, I, I you do term. yourself a, a disservice because I think you are you are far cleverer than than you may think you are or you give the give yourself the perception to be oh no i i i know i'm glad i know exactly how smart i am um there's the sos slam i hear them calling uh from bradshaw that i know how smart i am i'm somebody who will not get it the first time probably not the second time the third time but i will eventually get it it'll just take me a, persistence you know, at my own speed i am um at the rabbit setting no <laughs> wrong mess it up haha <laughs> see i'm at the turtle setting not the rabbit setting of life I'll get eventually. But, funnily enough, at QE, uh, the college in Darlow, I'm not sure if I've said this before, but they looked at my IT grade and it was very low. I believe it was a D. And they said, well, you, you want to take IT here? This is the distinguished college at QE. Oh, flying shoulder block there by Devon. And I said, yes, I did get a D, but it's okay. And they went, well... No, it's not okay. You'll have to do a uh, a zero-year course where you just do IT and, you know, have to learn how to do things. And I went, no, 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 Blue Thunderbomb. It's okay because the teacher who uh, did gave me a D gave everybody really low marks so they were marked incorrectly and he's being investigated. So actually, oh. I think that's okay. And something I've never been able to figure out, I said that because we all said that at school, but I also said it thinking on my feet. The guy who was talking to me said, oh, okay, fair enough. And then he let me do it. And the funny thing is, the guy was fired or he quit not long after he gave everybody disgustingly low <laughs> grades. And I, to this day, don't know if I got, uh, took me on my word or he didn't investigate it and went, oh, he wasn't kidding. Fair enough. And uh, yeah, that that was. I wonder what I, I still wonder what happened to that ICT teacher, Stephen Richards, doing nothing, and uh, because his handwriting 
was so appallingly bad that if you were like, uh, sir, how do I um, how do I open Word or whatever? Uh, he'd go, all right, son, I'll write it down for you. And we would go, God, no, pl please just tell me. He said out loud, I remember it better. Sidewalk slam to uh, Goodfather. And yeah, the fact that he taught everyone the wrong curriculum, allegedly, oh, which is God. why everyone got such low grades, uh, remains true to this day. But I had a friend who did not think on his feet like I did. And had to do a foundation year, or whatever they're called, year zero of ICT. And uh, he, was, he was very upset. He realized, oh, if I knew I could say that and get away with it, I would have been far right. And I went, well, how is your year zero ICT? And he goes, mate, the first class they went, this is a mouse. This oh. is how you click. And they're like, oh, no. It's the, the level. It was for the Amish so... students. They're just so oh, all over the voice. place, aren't they? Mm. It's, I remember doing IC, yeah, some ICT lessons where it was just a case of today we're going to learn how Microsoft Word works. And I was just like, oh, okay. It was there was a module in my college called yeah, that everybody did called Key Skills. Yes. The object, the object being that you know that's the one move that Stevie does in this match, Oof. and that is your luck. You can tell that. That took a lot out of him. Bless him. I was going to ask, actually, before we this match wraps up, I had a little bit of trivia to ask you. Every single person in this match has won a singles title in in a major in, in major wrestling promotions in the US. Can you name singles titles won by each of these people? Singles titles. A good father, the IC title. Yeah. Uh, Bradshaw. SmackDown Heavyweight Champion, 04 to forever, felt like. Uh, Bubba Ray Dudley, Impact World Champion. Or TNA Champion, I believe, at the time. Yeah, it was. Uh, whatever, you know what I mean. Um, Devon, the TV Champion of TNA, yeah. I believe. Or the secondary title, couple changing names. I believe it was that. Uh, Ron Simmons, first ever black WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Just saying. Uh, Who's left? Steven Richards, ooh, a hardcore title. 21 times hardcore champion. Yeah, well, all right. Not quite the same as the others. Bull Buchanan. Hmm. Is he a hardcore champion as well? Bull Buchanan was never the hardcore champion. Oh, but has he definitely held a singles title? I'm just checking now. I don't think he did. I've got I think that wrong. I'm going to call your bluff. Call my bluff because how dare you? Are you suggesting, right? Are you suggesting that the Southern Extreme Southern Extreme Championship Wrestling Heavyweight Title isn't a major title? Uh, if Bull <laughs> held it, then no. No, the only title that he held in the WF was the world was a tag title with the Godfather. So I got that slightly wrong, but all That's but one. Fine. But you know what, Bull Buchanan, one of the more decorated in this group. Former GHC tag champ with D'Lo Brown oh, in Pro Wrestling God, Noah. Oh, he was. With, in the <laughs> R-O-N-D. God, they are beating the hell out of Stephen Richards, by the way. This Battering is... him, mate. Oh. Former All Japan tag champ. <laughs> All Asian tag team champion with Rico. Well-decorated man is Bull Buchanan, as, as Stephen looks to be decorated with furniture. This is the injured guy in the match. Bless him. Yeah. Working with an injury. Offense. Working with an injury, bless him. And that's the blow-off of right to censor a short... Oh, no, wait, no, they'll be back. Oh, no, we're, we're far from done. What the, the, the pattern tended to be with RTC would be that they get beaten up, 
Well, they, they beat people up on the television shows and you pay the money to watch them get clattered on pay-per-view. Fair enough. Well, also on Heat, which is not on the network, I believe, uh, for this, it's the skit where they had the APA and Dudleys hanging out with the guys from the Budweiser advert. Oh! So that's why you see... They'll probably show them on SmackDown or maybe the clips from that on Raw next time we do this, but that's when they have the Wazup dude actually appear. So that's was that because they were doing was up? They went let's let's start the conversation with Budweiser, yeah. see if they want to give us. Yeah, some let's, money. let's let's get the uh, guys from the advert a year ago, but had a resurgence of popularity thanks to Scary Movie, mm. which is a few weeks away from being number one in the oh, chart. Ah, there you go in the chart in the in the bottom. What do you mean? Uh, yes, that so- was a opening match, wasn't it? It was indeed. So key skills. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, factor. Did you see that? They made me do key skills. Um, Hunter, you, you, I there was. Hunter, why are we why are we dressed like the coach? <laughs> We're blending in in case Kurt Angle comes in. He yeah. Won't be able to what do you mean? This. Kurt Angle's going to come in. He's going to see a head flying. He's going to go. Oh, it's going to be away. a funny joke. <laughs> it's going to be a setup all along. Yeah. Even my my forehead back then still looked like like a corn of row. <laughs> corn, corn of row. You bloody idiot. Just shave it, mate. Just shave it. It's funny when he pulls it all back. Yeah. It's just like Terry yeah. Funk used to hide his blade in his mouth. I can hide it in my five head. <laughs> Triple H is said to be smuggling three blades at this point, mm-hmm. and and his wallet and a bag of shopping. <laughs> there's um there's a meme that does the round does the rounds around WrestleMania every year, which is Triple H doing his big like pose with his arms out on the top of the on the top turnbuckle as he's making his entrance, but with a bunch of shopping bags in each hand. <laughs> like, <laughs> like any bloke getting the shopping in. <laughs> and it's true. It's a bloke thing more than a lady thing. I do believe. It's a, it's a guy thing more than a girl thing. Whereby when we've, when we've done the big shop and we want to unload the car, we'll try and carry every bag with us to do it in one trip. It's the only, for some of us, myself included, it's the only muscular exercise that you will get. <laughs> but you decide, yeah, this will be fine to do. Lift, lift multiple kilos of shopping all in one go because I don't want to make multiple trips. That's right. Uh, the big shop, not to be confused with the big show, who is not on the show <laughs> because he's a fat bastard. <laughs> Currently in OVW, feuding with Leviathan, aka Batista, Aye. Aye, in the over year a bag of chips. <laughs> it may or may not have been over a bag of chips. Exactly. I'm not upset or vindictive of you killing Kane's push, uh, you flabby eunuch. <laughs> Strap match next. Jerry Lawler's here to rewrite history. Oh, good. As we do this, we are a week removed from the Macho Man A and E. Obography special, and as I was reading Jerry Lawler's book, as this the things I do in my spare time, I was very surprised to see him still sticking with this idea that it was a surprise that Randy Savage appeared on WWE TV that no one in WWF knew. And on the end, he uh, biography, he was there saying it again, and which is just not true, Jerry. They you knew. Confusing. It confusing both uh, Savage and Luger together. And here is from Lola's autobiography. I remember that Randy Savage took Heenan's place doing colour, which isn't true. No, um, Ron Bartlett did. Uh, we were all there preparing. WCW's show Nitro was on the same night. This is 1994. Nitro wouldn't appear until 95. But it came on an hour before Raw. 
Then our first hour, uh, <laughs> Raw wouldn't have two hours until like some, uh, went head to head with their second hour, and then we were on for an hour on our own. It was a couple of hours before we went on, and someone said, Anyone seen Randy Savage? They oh, wanted to go over the show. God I hadn't sake. seen him. Vince hadn't seen him. An hour before our show was starting, I hear someone finally found Randy. They ran over to Vince and said, I know where Randy is. He's on Nitro right now. Savage had bolted to the competition and that left no one to do the show but Vince and me. I don't think I ever got the chance to thank Randy for that. There was less poo on Noah's Ark. <laughs> like, we did the classic Raw review, me and Justin. And, yeah, and what year are you up to? Just to oh, we're up to people. 1995. Oh, okay, so mm. after this, yeah. By the way, timestamp, 19 minutes, 37, 38, 39, 40. So we're up to 95. Yeah, Rata, hey, Lola. Yeah, hey, Lola. Uh, Randy's gone by this point. Even on TV, Vince acknowledges Randy Savage has left the WWF. We'd like yeah. to thank Mr. Savage for all his time. Vince acknowledges that he's gone. <laughs> As he sat next to Lola. <laughs> As he sat next to... I th- I'm pretty sure it's Lola. I'm pretty sure it's Lola. Or if not Lola, it would have possibly been Shawn Michaels. Quite possibly. Um, hey, Lord- Michaels. Because Lawler didn't like they didn't establish Lawler as like a full time color commentator straight off the bat with sure I'm going the rig. Uh, they didn't establish Lawler as a full time color commentator for a while because they went through all sorts of other people to to try and to find that magic again. Like Michaels did it for a while, Jim Cornette did it for a while. Um, who else did it? There was loads, hmm. but yeah, Lawler's story is is. is it's an incredible fabrication. Is his book Ghost written by any chance? <laughs> yeah, I've, by a spooky I've, ghost. Spooky liar. A, de- a dead person who was a bad writer. I don't know. <laughs> and when I heard that Randy had, had joined WCW Nitro on Fox, it was hmm. up to me to headline against The Miz <laughs> in a strap match on Forgiven yeah. 2000. He's just old and confused. Oh no! Isn't he? T- Taz went high on Lola. It's when you get old, it is easy oh, to confuse. It's it you you do as you get older, things you take for granted, you lose sight of. You're not able to remember things as well, like dates and people, ages of women, when you went shopping oh. last time. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, no mention of that in his autobiography. <laughs> he was too he was too busy doing commentary. He was too busy going, hey, hey, Vince, where's where's Lola? No, I'm Lola. Where's, where's Savage? Let's move on. <laughs> if you believe they put Savage on Nitro. Savage, <laughs> Savage on, on Nitro. I remember doing the film all about, all about Andy, Andy Dufresne. Oh, oh, the, I was yeah, in the short sacred Redemption. Andy Kaufman was playing Jim Carrey. <laughs> Autobiography of Jim Carrey, a man I'd had no interaction with whatsoever. It was very, very weird. And I thought Jim Carrey was going to appear on Raw that night. And we went, where's Jim? We, we didn't go over Batman forever. <laughs> well, we can't find Jim. And would you believe it? He showed up and he put 
He put the dog car from Dumb and Dumber in a trash can. And wait a minute, did Taz just know sell Jerome's pile driver? What the? Yeah, he just, he just popped straight back up. Look, he does it He's again. Road Warrior Taz. Road Warrior wait, Taz. What? This could have put him over. <laughs> Not selling the pile driver. What? Defo what the hell is happening over. in his match? Three pile drivers? Yes, keep going, Taz. Hey, Lola. My head. Is he Samoan? Oh, there you go. Thought he might have been what the smiling. hell was that about? Hey, have you seen the Road Warrior Hawk spots? I was doing 86. Yeah. How <laughs> can do with Let's them with you? Just do that for a bit. You could be Road Warrior Sparrow. I quite... <laughs> Road Warrior Pigeon. I quite liked Taz. It's like watching Osprey New Japan. <laughs> Kick out of the three pile drivers. What the hell? <laughs> but he kicked out with a with a rolling somersault plancher off the roof. Yeah, there For we a two. Go. That's what that is in Memphis. Three pile drivers. Sorry. In Memphis, if Taz had survived oh, no. three pile drivers, it was, is 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 me? Is you going the big, the big <laughs> shop? This <laughs> is me trying to get the big shop. Do, in. do, you, do you not want another bag? Is, no, it's fifteen pence. This is me. I'll <laughs> break me back before I carry that desk bag. of the day. Oh, look at this! Look at who it is! Whoa! Oh man, this felt massive when I was a Road kid. Road Warrior Raven. <laughs> Listen to that pop! <laughs> this felt massive to me. In Philly. In Philadelphia. In Raven. Philly. Raven rocking up. <laughs> so good. What a great, what a great day, man! What a huge pop for Raven. Again, like the idea that Raven wasn't a star or anything like that is, is you know, obviously we never made a well. He obviously made a bit of ECW and stuff like that, but he was a huge star in WCW. Considered. Wait, what? Done. It's a. Str- <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Lola was doing the four corner thing, and then Taz just chokes him out. I think. I think. Yeah, because they- there's no way. There's no way Taz could have. Taz <laughs> couldn't reach them. <laughs> there's no way. <laughs> Taz trying to. Taz trying to drag. Taz trying to drag Lola. Taz, Taz. Like Hogan, like Hogan, with Homer and the uh, the Stone of Triumph. <laughs> Taz, Taz could have reached the top rope, but he might need somebody to hold the chair <laughs> for him. <laughs> hey, Lola, I choked you out. I'm going up them apples and pears to the to the to the pay window. Taz is like, that's right. I'm back. I needed help. From a fellow ECW friend to take out well a commentator. And, I'm well and truly back, baby. I'm back. I took that three power cool. drivers. If I was 4-9 at the start of the match, I'm 4-8 now. <laughs> so Raven had left ECW. So so the, the story of Raven oh. in 2000 is quite an intriguing one because... It really is. WCW basically said, right, if you're not happy here, you lot. They had a big sort of town yeah. hall meeting. If you're not happy here... Bugger off. Oh, by the way, you can't go to WWF, but you can bugger off. So Raven went, yeah. oh, can I go to ECW? And they went, yeah, fill your boots, off you go. So he went to ECW, did a tour of duty of ECW, uh, sort of tied up the loose ends and stuff that he did with Tommy Dreamer. They became tag champions. Uh, he, he went out on his back with them and signed with the WWF. And we've been back and forth on sort of when and where we're going to see him. And lo and behold, he turned up here tonight. And Raven yeah. is a thing. Yeah, the, the story of... Raven being backstage and everybody complaining with him, like guys like uh, Rey Mysterio and Conan, I think, were like, ah, oh, this place stinks. We're never going to get our push if uh, people like Hogan, whatever, could be at the top of the card. And 
Yeah, and then so Bischoff says, oh, I heard you're all upset. Anyone who wants to leave, I'll give their immediate release to. And Raven went, okay, let's go, guys. And he stormed out. Um, and we were expecting to see everybody be talking to behind him, but it was just him. And he was like, oh. oh. And Bischoff says, like, Ooh. even on his A3 pod, what? What? <laughs> that Ke- Kevin Kelly did Kevin it. Kevin Kelly ran over Stone Cold. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Damn you, Hermie. But, uh, yeah, Bischoff says, I respect the hell. He said, all right, everyone wants a release. I'll give them it right now if they want. And Raven went, all right. You know, um, you know, you can stay if you like and resign. He goes, no, 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 I, I, I feel like I'm good and better than the position I'm in. Uh, can I leave, please? And he goes, yeah, okay. And he went to ECW for a terrible few weeks, months. Uh, that didn't really do anything apart from, obviously, he made his return, won the titles with Dreamer. It didn't really go anywhere. It really wasn't that effective. And Raven, bless his heart, freely admits that he remembers very little of it because he was on so much drugs. Mm. And he said, uh, his shoot interviews, which are very impressive, is they're like, it sucks when he's, hey! <laughs> Il hedo. Uh, Beautiful. So it, Italian, I don't know any Italian. Uh, all of the, all the Italian I know is from The Sopranos, and it can't be said on this family-friendly podcast. <laughs> so Al Snow um, is having this brilliant oh, yeah, run as the WWF European champion. He is absolutely owning this. This is, from what I gather, uh, this is all Al Snow's creative. Al Snow's gone, I want to dress up as somebody from Europe every week, and he's just owning it. Tony Danza. <laughs> oh, who was it last time that we spent about 15 minutes talking Ricardo about? Ricardo Montbalon. <laughs> Did we get any feedback from that whatsoever? Uh, just everybody. Just just the Ricardo Montbalon family have asked us to never discuss him again. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't think anyone popped at all, so I hope well, you guys did. enjoyed it. Mate, and here's did. Crash Ollie with the kiss of death, the WWF come get some shirt. Oh, that's when you We know still love you, Crash. This done. used to be your thing. This is another... Everyone brawling like at WrestleMania 2000 and the winner at the end of 10 minute mark is the oh. champ. And it gives something for people like, oh, I don't know. Test. Steph, have you got a double A battery for Little Mermaid 2 bit <laughs> My battery's died. I don't know what it oh, does. Also, it's worth mentioning, um, I've been reading Sabu's book on my own streams. Uh, that's not the deal with Colaholic, sorry. sorry have, you got, have you got to the chapter on test yet? <laughs> But we have. He's a massive uh, test fan. Sabu does not like test. Oh, I know. Test, test would uh, no sell him. Uh, when like Sabu and CM Punk were both hitting him, and uh, Test was just absolutely not selling anything. And they're like, why are you not selling? It? He's like, because I'm like six three, and you guys are like five foot something. <laughs> and uh, he's that. He also claimed that Test would like, hey, you got any like a. Uh, any painkillers, any drugs, anything you can give me? And you go, yeah, here's some. But then Tess would then run and go, Sabu's got pills, Sabu's got pills. Oh, my God. So Sabu ends the mini chapter on Tess by going, um, yeah, uh, I won because you're dead. Oh, Christ. It's, very, it's, it's like a very dark partridge. He died. Yeah, just to really- say, I had the last laugh. Yeah, it's I, I can't do Sabu's book justice. It's he's such a he's, he's very Sabu. It's very Sabu. Oh, I think there there's so much conversation. I think that there's still mileage to get out of the the nonsense that was ECWCW, ECWWE yeah. rather, um, WWECW. That's the one. We'll get there in the end. Yeah, just if you ever get if you ever go and see him. Put oh no, ah oh, Christ! Look at this. 
Sam. So this is a hardcore <laughs> battle royal. Blackman had the bin lid in his hand and he went, well, I can't drop this. <laughs> so he just didn't even catch Funaki. He forgot what button to press to drop weapon. Um, 30 minutes by time check. 30, 43, 44, 45, 46, 47, 48. 30 minutes and 50 seconds. Oh, gut wrench. I love his gut wrench, wrench power boom. Oh, no, no, it's the gut wrench if you start. It's a gut wrench power bomb. It's Tess yeah, always sorry. did a lovely gut wrench power bomb. Ah, just right in the back of the head. Well done, Crash. <laughs> Look at all oh. these guys who oh. could be doing loads of other stuff. Yeah, I think the uh, doing this Look type of gimmick. Perry where... being brilliant. Wow, Northern Lights. Oh. So it's a hardcore battle royal. Yeah. Uh, whoever has the championship after 15 minutes wins. Um, this is. Uh, it's, it's only 10 minutes. But... It's, oh, it's a 10 minute one this time. This yeah, is a, a, a precursor to the championship scramble match. It really is with uh, former WWE heavyweight champion Brian Kendrick, as many <laughs> yes. people leave him to be because of the wonderful explanation given by the commentators who had no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> they might have so well just been discussing a certain Game Boy Color game that I think we've run the ground. It's always good, if you are going to start a new match type, to, to explain in great detail what the crack is before you go any further. Oh, Oh no, Perry Sutton gave Trish head. There we Lulz. go. Lulz, oh. Oh no, now Tess gave Terry Runnels head. Let's yeah. see what you did there. That's the joke. <laughs> no, no, gang. now Tess gave Sutton head. And Al Snow blew everybody. Nice little sequence. That's a lovely little sequence, that one. Now head cheese going to go down on one another. <laughs> I love the sultanness of these shows. This is really... And then, oh no, wait, Crash Hollywood, oh, the oral geez. sex off the... Oh no, what was that? Oh my god. I think he was going for a Hurricane Rana and it ended up being um, a power pump. Crash Holly blowing and sucking at the same time. <laughs> One of the things that Dave says oh, in god. The Observer about this show was he talks about the Where's crowd Henry? The, the crowd being quiet. They seem pretty up no. for it. <laughs> a terrible spot sake. there. <laughs> I love this. Stay <laughs> Funaki like, oh boy, someone got, I'm bigger than. Yeah, get some. <laughs> Jeez. This is just like, it's all, they're all very talented. God, Perry Satin, <laughs> can you stop being brilliant? Perry Satin, stop being brilliant. <laughs> He's so good. Why isn't Perry in the champion in the four way tonight? This, this is one of these matches that would really benefit from having... Asai mood sold, so no one catching Funaki. Crash Holly dying. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. I realised what I said. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was sorry. accidental. That was, it's fine. It's fine. Oh, is he... He's is gonna, he going butterfly hunting? He's going. I'm going. But he's going. Uh, he's going jellyfish hunting from off of the SpongeBob Square. Who's pants. going butterfly hunting? We going butterfly hunting. <laughs> Terry's uh, off. That was a weapon you could use for Link in Soul Calibur. What? You could use the Sword of Time, the Master Sword, and then inexplicably a big butterfly net. Oh. Well, that's nice. I don't know why that is. I like that. I think just. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Kicking his head off. <laughs> Test just. <laughs> Test just. I thought, I thought the B. referee was using Crash's supple ass to do the three count. <laughs> three. One. Oh, oh. 
Oh, now Perry wants yes. some too. Yes, Perry. Perry, hold Get that belt forever. Yes, another title reign for Perry Satin. Yay. That's right. Perry in his four shoulders. Maybe he'll carry that belt of prestige. Oh, no, he won't. <laughs> More title reigns for Perry, please. Would that be the last belt that Perry Satin would hold in the WWF? I feel like it might be. Uh, oh, wait, did he win a title during the invasion? He's one of the people who didn't. In 01. <laughs> he, was no. involved, he was involved no, in the. No, he just, it just had Moppy and. Uh, yeah. He was quite heavily Inside. featured. He was quite heavily Sorry, featured. We have all that to look forward to and feel bad about oh. next year. <laughs> and more shots to the back of the head to Al's. This is just the dodgiest match. <laughs> People just messing each other up, hitting each other in the head as hard as they can, the back of the head deliberately. Uh, no one catching anybody. Oh, it's wonderful. Did you it's ever what the world have... was like before the pesky PTC came along, Tom. <laughs> Did you ever have a hardcore championship in a in school or in college? No, uh, we couldn't find any of those big silver bins that only Americans <laughs> seem to own. Um, Quality Street tins work. Oh, I did not think of that. No, we didn't use any <laughs> weapons uh, outside of a, I don't know, a shoe. I love we wouldn't hurt each other. A, a Bishop Auckland <laughs> d- a hardcore championship would have been something special. You know, I'm glad almost that no one at school would, be, would admit to being a wrestling fan uh, in Bishop Auckland because th- those guys would have played for keeps. <laughs> oh, the brick to the head! Oh, and down he goes. Wasn't much of a match, I know, but <laughs> them's the breaks. So you didn't have any friends in school that were wrestling fans, then? Do they keep it? No, in Northampton when I was there down south, yeah, absolutely ah, right. loads of them. But since I went to Bish, people were like wrestling. <laughs> a lot of people I knew couldn't even spell WWF, so it's all right. I read Powerslam magazine in secret <laughs> with all the lights off. The, the exactly. What are you reading? On. Nothing, nothing, nothing. <laughs> I'm reading gay porn. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that I can understand, Matthew, because a lot of attractive men out there, but wrestling, no. <laughs> I remember there was a guy at college at QE, back at QE again, I'm sorry, but there was a guy at college who had uh, the wrestling channel hat. Oh. I always wonder what happened to that dude. Now I went, oh, the wrestling channel. And he went, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he, he was like, they would be reading about like... Uh, Universal uproar and all the other mega Alex Shane events happening. I used to like it when <gasps> when Mo Chandra would uh, would Mo. narrate the old New Japan shows. Yes, I'm so happy I got to meet him. He was cool. He had a very distinctive voice on those things. It was oh, I'm oh, Mo Chandra, and here is New Japan Pro Wrestling. And it's the match between Kenta Kabashi and Mr. Mr. Harumisawa. <laughs> Just a really distinctive, sort of high, like uh, a high-pitched London voice. Uh, Love him. Hilariously, Kenta Kabashi <laughs> and Misawa have wrestled each other countless times. <laughs> but this match is distinctive because Kabashi had never defeated Misawa for a singles title. <laughs> oh, why wasn't it? <laughs> It'll be all right. Jordan. I wanted it to be Dennis Norden. Tonight in the Egg Dome, Axe Boomba. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, not the pizza box. Oh, Tess sold it. Tess sold it. You're an idiot. <laughs> 
have a look at this next clip <laughs> where Koji Katal decides he doesn't <laughs> want to fight John Tenter <laughs> and just see what John Tenter does. With hilarious consequences. <laughs> I don't speak Japanese, but I'm pretty sure Rested's fake edgy wall suck is not a thing you should shout <laughs> at a stadium show. Had it been in the egg dome, <laughs> would well, uh, If I was Japanese, I'd hurry, I'd hate earthquakes as well. <laughs> Boo! Oh, sorry, sorry. Oh. God. I didn't realise I was talking to a bunch of fannies. <laughs> they just comes up technical difficulties. Get your hands off me. This is couple. I swear, if you if you say you're English, they arrest you. <laughs> Un PC. I'm sorry, I'm sorry you're all SJW lefty bastards. <laughs> oh, I didn't realise I was talking to the old women's conference of 1967. <laughs> Who won the bloody war? <laughs> Dennis Norden has been cancelled and replaced. Apparently, uh, I've been cancelled by Jim Davidson. Apparently, oh God, no! Jim Davidson's been, Jim Davidson died on the way back to his own planet. Apparently, okay, so I've Blackman, been cancelled. Is Batman just going to sod off? I wish he would. No, no, not in real life. But like, I wish he would, so he <laughs> could become hardcore, stay hardcore champion. All oh, right. Like Red Dwarf season eight, <laughs> I have been cancelled. <laughs> Apparently. Your hurty worthy feelings are hurting because <laughs> oh. of some mean words that the man said. You okay. say something about the filthy foreigners. <laughs> Find me now on Parlour. <laughs> Dennis Norden, get off Parlour. <laughs> I like this. They all just this is and now this is proper scramble match nonsense. Yeah. Like all pile on. I like the idea of Blackman just going, right, I've got the title, bye, and running <laughs> off. But um, Had this been four guys chase the tail, yeah. I'd have left the game like 30 seconds mm. before. I'd have gone, nah, mm. I can't be arsed now. <laughs> Blackman won by kicking out the most. <laughs> That's right. Now, this is a, bit, this is uh, a weird like, anticlimactic part of a scramble match where everyone just sort of stands there like, oh, well, uh, what do we do mm. now? I'm just going to look sad. It's like when they you get pinned in the elimination uh, sorry eliminator match yeah in no mercy and you just have to stand up then roll out. <laughs> it's lofty, is that? lofty from Eastenders. <laughs> oh, that's uh oh, what's his name on the right? It's Tony Greer. Yeah, Big Tony, as they would call him. So it's like, it's like okay, so he's now chatting to that guy behind him. Oh, hello. See you at. Uh... See you at oh, Vengeance 2001. First lad. meeting. We'll see you at SummerSlam 01. Oh, history making moment, these two. I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> I love Kurt. He's <laughs> explained the Olympics. Ha, ha, ha.
It's not very nice of Austin. <laughs> oh no, here comes Tony Gurria. Oh, he'll help. Oh, thanks. Oh, go get out of here. I'm frightened of Gurria. I thought he was going to actually stuff it up his ass because if Angel Garza can stick a rose up Drew Gulak's bottom. I was going to say, yeah. Ass, ass play is the new thing. <laughs> oh, speaking of ass and play, <laughs> X Pac, who's, who exploded his. So, uh, yeah. X Pac versus Chris Jericho is next in the mid card feud that is now on pay per view. My new, my new mate and your <laughs> old mate, Sean Waltman, in the house. That's right. My, my mate. Oh, he's so nice. <laughs> I mean, it was good when I saw him at the, the show we did at StarCast. It was great when he was all woken up. But I saw him at StarCast 1, and he'd obviously just got up and got the hotel, and I was walking past him going to my room, and I went, oh, uh, hello, Mr. X... <laughs> I think I called him x Park. <laughs> hello, Mr. x Park. Um, You know, hi, we, we spoke and all that, and he was just like... Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I'll, I'll let you be. Thank you. Right, cool. I'm like, I've spoken to you loads of times, <laughs> but clearly he's like, you know, he's 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 getting on a bit. He's had a, an entire lifetime of wrestling, and um, he's probably just I don't know. He looked like he just got up two minutes ago and got dressed and is headed in the hotel. So it's just like me going, X Park. He's like, oh no. <laughs> this what this is it. Yeah, they're showing footage of him and me saying hello to him. Oh no, how this get on the bait with you? <laughs> Go to my room. <laughs> hey, 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 X-Pac, I hope that coffee didn't burn you. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, there had to be this giant steel mesh just lying around the hotel. It was a lousy hotel now, think about it. <laughs> you can't do my podcast anymore. Matthew. Yeah. Still, oh, still asking me about Nikolai Volkov. Wow. There's me, it's the sarcast too. He's, why do you hit me behind? <laughs> as much as about to show Hi, I'm. Watch. That's it. I got as far as high I'm, and he did that. That was that was the table I brought the event. And then people go and I am the table. He goes, no, no, that was Matthew. <laughs> he didn't even get any of the jokes. It was horrible. So they had to replace me. They had to get someone last minute. Uh, it was Chris Jericho who was just returning from Japan. <laughs> the role of Matthew Greg will now be played by Chris Jericho. We're sorry. Uh, refunds at the door if you leave before those five minutes. So yeah, they, Jericho um... right now is. Both upper echelon and just just biding his time. He's kind of lower a weird than he should place, be, ideally, because he just taken around. on Benoit again. You're right. Um, when they've already done Benoit a few times already, but X Pac's just off this fresh. <laughs> well, I, I guess it was fresh at the time. Everybody hates me. Boo, X Pac thing. Like after leaving Road Dog, so kind of makes sense. But. I mean, think. I mean, you you think about with 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 X Park. There's not many that can say that they were part of the two biggest factions in wrestling. <laughs> you know, Shawn Michaels, I guess, to yeah. an extent. Uh, no. <laughs> you count O two. No. <laughs> Big it's show. Tony Pillman. Tony Pillman being part of the Hart Foundation and the Four Horsemen. That would put yeah. anywhere near that. But maybe there's a list in that. I don't know. I'll write that to Pachiti. Yeah, that's um, actually yeah. People who were part of multiple stables. People oh, you could do like uh, NWO, uh, kind of Scott Steiner, the black and white. Yeah. And then uh, being part of the million, no, no, not millionaires club, the um, main event mafia in TNA. There you go. That's one. Sean, I think Sean Waltman. I wonder if Sean has the the record of most factions, <laughs> like NWO, DX, Million Dollar Corporation, <laughs> X Factor. So there's four. Yeah, there's four. Um, I don't know if he was in any others. Who else has been in the most factions? So, 
Let me think. Ric Flair. Been in the Horseman. Well, no, he's in the Horseman in Evolution. Evolution. Um, the Seven. Or has, slash the Elite. Oh, the Magnificent Seven. Magnificent yeah. Seven slash the Elite in WC Dub. Um, Fortune. Fortune, that's right. <laughs> Immortal in TNA. Um... Oh, here we go. He's doing the Tatanka. <laughs> hey, how are you? Um, hey, how are you? I'm gonna, I think that's a list. I think that um, is a list. Do you want to know a fun Perry fact? Sutton. Oh, Perry Per Sutton was in... Um, no, Eliminate was only a tag team, wasn't it? He was in the Radicals. He was in Revolution. Radicals. Oh, he was in um, whatever they called the first version of Team, not ECW, in Impact. The... I think that's it really, isn't it? Oh, uh, E2.0. No, even before that, they had like Team Extreme or something. Right. We're talking about like the 2002 days. Oh, God, Xbox has his working boots on. He's... When he's right in his backside, he's, uh, he's... <laughs> he's still wearing the DX gear, despite the fact that DX is, is, has been done for yeah. quite a while now. It's like watching Ginetti wearing his rockers gear in 95. <laughs> Good question. Most stables. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Timekeeper's buggered. Right. Um, like air cushion, like when you crush your car. It's the big old gatekeeper. Gatekeeper? I mean, um, timekeeper. Gatekeeper is what you do on Twitter when someone talks about your wrestling promotion. He's a timekeeper gatekeeper. If anybody talks about like keeping time in matches, he's there going, well, actually, yeah. that's not how you do it. Yeah. He's there trying to edit Wikipedia articles because they're a second off and it makes him mad. <laughs> um, wrestling stables. It's going Triple. to be Impact because they just went stable mad for They a did while. love a Especially stable. Especially with Angle. Triple H was in DX. Yeah. Corporate DX. Ministry. Corpor oh, God, yeah, that period. Corporate the ministry. Authority. It counts the as a stable. Evolution. Evolution. Um, that's four. And didn't do anything in WCW. So. Is the most we've got four at the moment? I think he did five for uh, Waltman. Five for Waltman. So Waltman's... No, no, no. Walt... no. Sorry, sorry, five for Flair, I beg your pardon. Yeah, five for Flair. Waltman was in four. I'm thinking about the big teams. There must be There must be more. There must be really obvious ones that we're missing. Um, yeah, there probably is. People, people screaming in their cars. We forget all these people. <laughs> well, Xbox doing the same spot he did with Razor Ramon as he did with Jericho. I'm liking this match. It's a little bit how fast match. Xbox used to be and stuff, you know, 20 years ago. So, um, I'll, I've, there's a, there's, I put something on Twitter about it earlier this week, so I'll mention it here. Um, future episode of Desert Island Graps featuring Xbox, Sean Waltman. We recorded it last week. Lovely guy. Uh, I'll give you a little bit of a fact that th this is on the Twitter. You can see this now before the episode comes out because we talked about X Factor because I said, like, everyone talks about the NWO and everyone talks about DX. And I just I'm one of those interviewers. that's a bit of an arse. It goes, no, you've, all the questions have been asked. Let's talk about X Factor instead. So we had a lovely chat about the X Factor. Very proud of that body of work. I asked him who where the idea for Uncle Cracker came from. And he said, oh, it was mine. And he said, Shane McMahon approached me and said, we're going to get the Red Hot Chili Peppers to do a song for X Factor. And he said, what? no, I, wa I want Uncle Cracker, please. <laughs> oh, my God. 
<laughs> We're going to approach the red hot chili peppers. And he went, no, Uncle Cracker. I want Uncle Cracker. So they Extractor. Say- They're from California. <laughs> <laughs> lose a match, lose a match, lose a match now. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Marley isn't an X Factor. Bob Marley still isn't an X Factor. <laughs> X-Pac Heat, go away, go away, go away now. <laughs> go away, go away, go away. I asked him about that as well. We had a good chat about X-Pac Heat. Me and X-Pac. I think it's an untrue thing, to be honest with you. The yeah, he said he is, didn't but... quite get it. And he said, well, surely if they didn't want me to go away, they wouldn't make any noise. Like, he was, it's a bit of a misnomer. Right. I won't say anymore. Right, Tyler, Tyler Rex Heat is what I call it. <laughs> Tyler Rex Heat, there you, you go. You ever see that, Matt, um, oh, was it, uh, Bragg and Wright? It came out for Team... Oh, God, I don't even know which team it was in. But probably Team SmackDown. Zero reaction. Oh, bless like, him. N- nothing. That, that, is, that, that is bad heat. I think it was just because of Invasion. Everyone on the WF side was cheered, apart from X-Pac. <laughs> but, you know, he's wrestling Tajiri and he's X-Pac. He's supposed to be a bad guy, I mean. So it's, it's an incorrect term. And people go, yeah, had X-Pac heat. You know, the show I'd watch every week... That contained X Park. Yeah, he had, he had X Park heat, so people want them to go away when I watched it every week. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let me stop talking. Nunchucks. Why is Jim Ross talking about Steve Austin? St- still, later to come on this on this pay per view, in case you were thinking of, you know, tuning in to what's happening in WSW, which is, um, well, nothing right now. <laughs> Well, he, well, it's, I think Jr. is his mate in it, so he's excited that his mate is is on telly. <laughs> he's glad I'm for his mate this being match. on telly. It's a great match. I'm trying to figure out as well. Oh, X Factor. Do you remember it was uh, Chili Peppers? Do you remember who uh, Chris Jericho faced at Unforgiven 1999? It was X Pac. It was X Pac, and it was a mat. It was meant to be Road Dog. Road Dog got That's injured, right. so they kind yeah. of subbed X Pac in, and it was a very subpar match. It was just there. This a year on, both these guys, you know, really bringing their game tonight, mm. just having a, a beauty in there. Yeah, and I remember last time we did this, we were obviously main up, and yeah, it was there was the come more into the there was a fight in the stands. Yeah, that's it. It was, wasn't there? Yeah. Because yeah, because last time we watched Unforgiven, it was you and I were together. It was before the world caught fire, I believe, yeah. or was it? I'm trying to think now. Oh God, no! I mean, almost a year ago. This is um, if we've done this accurately, uh-huh. uh, then that would have been around. Yeah, it probably was actually. Oh, oh might oh. have been. Listen back and tell us. Do you remember the world? <laughs> Do you remember the world? <laughs> And I'm trying to think long. what Xbox ma- uh, matches would have been for Desert Island Graps. If you talk about global, then he's probably talking about the Jerry Lynn. Oh, no, I thought that was going to be it. No, wow, well, what a competitive match is it? He probably about the uh, Jerry Lynn um, lightweight title tournament. No, the, well, he picked some, no. he picked some really oh, interesting good. matches. No, he, he didn't pick um, his own matches. He picked other people's matches. Oh, um, oh, right, right. Because, so, yes, that's how the show works. I don't want to been on. He, he did have a list of... <laughs> he did have a list. Yeah, you've been on it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what matches would you say you would put in the Hall of Fame, Matthew? Oh, that, yeah, that's how it works. That time I was in wrestling. Stupid idiot. What a fantastic <laughs> match. Great match. And this isn't the end of their feud either, because they'll pick this up again next month, if I remember correctly. They're not they having a cage match. They had a cracking cage match. Yeah. 
A beauty of a cage match from these. Uh, at the time, players. judging by the re- the uh, review that happened at the time, people were surprised and shocked that Xbox actually lost a match. He didn't lose uh, very often, did he? There was a little bit of um, annoyance because Xbox would be protected and wouldn't seem to lose very often. Uh, and in 2000, I can go with that because he's supposed to be a bad guy. He's supposed to wait for him to take the pin and loss and everything, and that's how you build up to it. In 02, though, <laughs> when he was like, all right, this is this is more than just stale. Oh, um, hang on. Get your eat back. He, he, he would, uh, like, there were reports of him uh, declining to, to lose to people he should have been losing to. He wasn't, uh, he's even said himself he was a bit of an arse in 02, which is what led to him. Oh, oh yeah, he's 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 um he's really at peace with everything now. Like he's in a really good place. Like he's aware that he was he made a lot of trouble and he caused a lot of issue. But he's yeah. at least he, he stopped that now. Like uh, being the only person to say anything nice to Bailey at WrestleMania. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he loves wrestling as well. Like he he's the pod the pro wrestling, on pro wrestling for life the start of every show is them talking about the wrestling news this week in the wrestling this bloody week in the wrestling and um he's he's really on the pulse with it and you can tell when he talks like he's passionate about it which is really cool it's great when you get people who've done so much who could rest on their laurels but he's really into it Was he? Saying... <laughs> Slowly, mm. Ace's commission. Hmm. <laughs> 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 What a, I can imagine one of the funner oh. jobs would have been um, finding commissioner offices for Foley at each venue. Hmm. Uh-oh. It's the boys. <laughs> it's the lads. This is this is all of us seeing That's friends nice. after a year in lockdown. <laughs> I forgot how to start making out. <laughs> kiss, 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 kiss. I'm here to kiss you, boy. Right on the lips, like a the, man. The Rock says he wants to kiss you like a man. <laughs> I'm glad they're friends. Hey, this is Joe's big push. Just Joe. <laughs> ITV wrestling star, Just Joe. <laughs> Getting some screen time. <laughs> biggest night of joe's career i love that austin's back and all he's doing is just being a dick to everyone except the rock and the uh, yeah hi the... hi austin good to see you how dare you speak to me clobber 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 the rock's a bully 
Amazing just Joe just makes an appearance like that and just The Rock's a bully. I'm just saying it. Rock's not bully. Austin's He's there with bully. Kelly Kelly going Kelly's doing his job. He's like Kelly oh, Kelly. Kelly. You said it as well. <laughs> yeah. I don't look as bad. <laughs> He's there with Kevin Kevin and uh, <laughs> constantly berated him. He's the, you don't see him talking like that to Steve Austin. He's just like, oh, hello, Steve, my friend. How are you? <laughs> Boo, Rock. Hey, The Rock says, Steve Austin, get out of The Rock's dressing room. Oh, wait, no, because he's the same size as you, and he can batter you. So you're quiet, aren't you, Rock? You're quiet, aren't you? Yeah, I see you. I see you. I, I miss this this part of cage i know it sounds really weird like because nowadays wwf is so sort of squeaky clean and polished and produced like the cage would come down with effects it would land perfectly it would fit perfectly 2000 mm. wrestling here you've got eight guys eight goons scrambling just to tie the cage down to fit it together nicely it looks so rough and ready oh. and i miss it i get you i miss it yes Everything's Cisco too polished Ebert. now. Watch. <laughs> this was good fun. Remember, kids, backyard wrestling bad. If you don't believe me, we'll show clips of the Hardy Boys and Cactus Jack on Raw <laughs> and SmackDown. I think Edgy Christian have definitely cement themselves as the best team in WWF. As a kid, though, I loved the Hardy Boys more. But looking back at it now, there's this near contest. No. However, the, la- the build-up to this match has been, no, wait, wait, no, the Hardy Boys are good. Mm. The Hardy Boys are ready to win the titles. They are really hot right now. It's absolutely the time for them to win. It's going to be a cage match because um, because um, the Hardy Boys. <laughs> yeah, this is their time now to properly pull the trigger on them, I believe. So this is like a year. I'm trying to think how much time the Hardys have spent as tag champs at this point. They the Hardy, uh, oh uh, once just the one rain wasn't it, and it felt like a real the fluky rain. One. Yeah, the crap yeah. rain. So now is the time to pull the trigger on them. Yeah, let's let's hope Michael Hayes appears. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hardy boys won it. They and then trying to think. Yeah, they haven't won it yet. Crazy to think that. Because mm. they, they've they've done well in just sort of keeping them on the bubble. They don't feel like it feels like now is the right time. A lot of the time, mm. WWE have a habit of pulling the trigger too early or too late. Mm. This feels like the right time for them to no, win. This absolutely is. Because what if they don't? Were, e- <laughs> E&C were a bit below, a smidge below both the Hardys and Dudleys at the start. But then since the personality change to um, not quite Bill and Ted, not quite Wayne's World. <laughs> uh, <it's>, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why it's a cage match, right? I see what you <laughs> did just, there. Just stay, just stay there awkwardly, like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just going to hang out here for a bit. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> not so bad, you? <laughs> I don't remember anything of, of this match apart from the finish. So. The, yeah, the, fin- the finish was, was phenomenal. Yeah. And this is the time of the show where I compliment Jeff on his little black and white shoes, which I thought were rather stylish. <laughs> I'm sure he wore those quite a lot. 
little black and white numbers. Yeah, I'm sure they're real shoes, unlike the trainers they wear in AEW. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's why I'll try and avoid it and I'll discuss the AEW because it's just the most boring. Di- what are you doing? We're doing that early, are we? Maybe not. Well, oh, oh, oh. oh, geez. There you go. Whoa. Oh, end of the match. So he's out. Now, was that planned? Because uh... that feels like quite soon into the match for <laughs> that know. to happen. Let's get the observer out. Well, the, I didn't spot anything in the observer, but I might have been... Hmm. Uh, I might have missed it. It just felt like quite early for Jeff to be out of the match. It's just not the same about Justin Henry doing any bad impressions. <laughs> well, la. Uh... Well, uh, the cage, which is... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, that was really quick. <laughs> it did feel very quick for Jeff to go. Like genuinely, like he I just love that bump. I got a little bit, a little bit of shock in there because I watched yeah. that happen, and uh, I just thought, oh, they've botched it, oh, they buggered it. They botched it and they buggered it. They watched it, botched it, and they buggered it all at oh. once. So they're gonna. I mean, they're very good at if this is a if this is a bugger up, this is a screw up. They're very good at sort of keeping it. Keeping it ticking over, like hiding the, hmm. hiding the, the the mistake. If it if it is indeed that, it might not be. This might just be part of the plan. I mean, it would make sense to to have a bit come up where Christian maybe Christian knocks down Matt and then Christian gets out. So then you can have a nice edge Matt cage hmm. match. Because these cage matches with this rule, I I think. I think it's it sucks the fun out of it. If you like, all... they did this a while ago with the Hardys and mm. the Bar, I believe, where it was the exact same. No, they both have to escape the cage. And you're like, what's going on? Yeah. What what, what are you talking about? Time check: one hour, four minutes, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine, thirty. One hour, four, and thirty-three, thirty-four, thirty-five, and Nice doubles. It just feels like I just the only reason I question it. It does feel very quick that it happened. It does feel mm. very quick. I forgot all about the Hardys bar tag matches. Yeah, but hang on, this would kind of pay out later on, way later on. So series oh one, when Matt's like, no, don't go for the swan on through the table. Escape the cage and we retain the titles. Yeah, but I kind of want to when he misses it, and then Matt's like, you're an idiot, Jeff. You're a stupid, stupid idiot. Why do you have to jump off the cage and go through a table? You've got to just let, let the match. Just now like, we have to feud. Shut up, Matt. Too extreme. <laughs> now we have to feud, and we all know how that happens. We all know how that goes down. Mm. We're rubbish at feuding. <laughs> mm. Oh, it, also, I forgot we were talking about Raven before. Uh, we have talked about the legendary story, probably talked about a few more times on that thing. Uh, the uh, alleged story said by Raven that when Raven was signed, appeared unforgiven. Uh, Vincent Mann and the in the writing team or booking team, whatever they got together, and McMahon just said, "Who the f hired Raven?" Oh my god! <laughs> so, jeez. Well, that's his card marked. Isn't it? Yeah. I don't know how I'd come back from that with your boss telling you. Like, your boss outwardly saying it was a mistake to hire you. See, now, if Jeff gets back into the ring, is that a disqualification? Or is there no disqualifications in a cage match? I mean, it's a cage, really. So, I mean, what are you going to do? You're DQ in this cage match. Like that one time TNA did it. 
Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, I like I like lockdown. Do you remember? The, I think there was the one moment I think that killed the lockdown thing for me. I don't want to say lockdown. I mean the cage match pay per view, not the concept of the last twelve horrible months. Yeah. Um, lockdown pay per view was it was I think it was the women's title match in the cage, and Lacey Von Eric just walks down to the ring, just opens the cage door and gets involved. Like, yeah. the whole point of the cage match is to keep everybody out. And you're like, I'm just going to walk through the door. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like, if it doesn't, if you... It just killed it. And then just, just Jeff just comes back. Okay, at least they're telling the story here, because now Jeff's... Oh... Yeah, so now they've got a chair in the match. Thanks to Jeff Hardy, dumb person. And now Christian's getting out. There you go. Christian's yeah, out. But, yeah. i tell you what, one of the best escape tag matches, though. Steiners versus Money, Inc. Oh, that's a very I don't know if you've ever seen that one, because it wasn't on... It was on that... Um, uh, SummerSlam showdown, like a Saturday night's main event type build-up show. The, the, the to build SummerSlam to SummerSlam, 93. yes, yeah. I think we talked about it. I can't remember if we watched yeah. it. Though, but we certainly oh, talked about so it. So good because IRS comes down the cage and Scott Steiner's already escaped. Just like gets underneath them and puts them his shoulders, and IRS like put me down. He's like, no, <laughs> that's a good, that's a brilliant spot. He carried his fat ass. Now, we've a weird anomaly just occurred there. So Christian went through the door, and I thought, okay, well Christian's out. Then Michael Cole on commentary is saying, see, because Christian left through the door, it doesn't count. Wait, Cole said that? Yes. Oh, Taz, Taz. Taz. I'm calling an audible. Go and attack him. (laughs) That's it. He's your opponent for next month, all right? (laughs) Hey, Cole. Hey, Cole. Christian walked out the cage door, sort of casually walked over to grab a chair and then got back in. And then Michael Cole says, going, oh, because he went through the door, it doesn't count. Well, hang on. No, many great cage matches have ended by going through the door. Yeah, that that was... That one on SmackDown before Christmas, Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens, where Owens is handcuffed right next to the door and Roman just casually, slowly walks out past him. It was brilliant. Yeah. By the way, uh, something we missed out on the hardcore matches on Reading the Observer Notes. Um, among the highlights were Al Snow signing autographs for fans while brawling in the car. <laughs> I didn't see that. I didn't spot that either. Uh, and test selling when Snow hit him with an empty pizza box. <laughs> <laughs> so let me get this straight. Test believes there is more damage inflicted by an empty pizza box than Sabu. Yeah. That's basically what's, what's been said there. No wonder Sabu was glad he was dead. <laughs> Needless to say, I got the last laugh. And as the, rest, <laughs> as, and as the restaurant goers tucked into their lunch, I walked off into the night. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard um, I Partridge, by the way, as an Alan Partridge connoisseur? Have you heard I Partridge? Which is Alan no, Partridge's audiobook. Is... Oh, oh, his audiobook. No. So good. So there's a whole bit in there where he he recounts the the meeting with Tony Hares. The smell my cheese meeting yeah, with yeah. Tony Hares. He recounts it, but he recounts it as Alan Partridge. So as opposed to him begging for a job and acting awkward, it's like Tony Hares. Ah, oh, sorry, Jeff, you idiot. Oh, God. Christian's now out. <laughs> It worked, but Christian's now out. Good, and Edge in his uh, light blue monster energy tights can now take on Matt Hardy in peace. 
they can have a nice fight over nothing serious um, at this point. Yeah. But he recounts the whole Tony Hairs thing, but he does it as if like Hairs was begging him to come back and he refused uh... the job. And the whole bit ends with with Partridge storming out, and he says, "And as the and as the restaurant goers tucked into their as the restaurant goers ate their lunch, I walked off into the night." <laughs> <laughs> It's just, oh, God, mate, it's eight hours of Partridge. It's so good. It's so rich. Apparently he had a new show, or the, not a new show, but the return. Oh, yes, this um, this time. Yeah. (laughs) I like Jeff Jeff mocking him there. Yeah, yeah, I I got you. Oh, that's a nice touch. See you, dickhead. Wait, oh, God, we looked, came back, and then Jeff was on the cage. See you, dickhead. I think Michael Cole was explaining the rules uh, because he didn't know what they were going to do. So I was like, well, he's out then. And he comes back. He's like, oh, ignore me then. (laughs) Based on on what's been said lately, Michael Cole should not be explaining the rules. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, feel sick. Got to take my shirt off. feel sick even watching that. That's right. Oh, I remember this. Oh, oh, oh God! Oh, Big sexy fat nothing, and no one catching him. <laughs> Big fat nothing. <laughs> oh God! Big fat. Yeah, nothing. the wind blew him right through the middle. Just whiffed into the middle. Christian whiffed. now's gonna do one. <laughs> whiffed into the middle. Here we go. Look, and and no one caught him. You could kind of claim that Edge got a boot to the face on the way down. Uh, no one caught him. <laughs> oh, Lita's turned up. I'll catch you. Oh, God, no. Lita's... <laughs> oh, that's all right, then. Oh, I thought Lita's oh, going to do... Oh, oh, Jesus! Ah! I remember that. Good God. Jeepers later. I got nervous and I thought she was going to dive off the top. I, I get very anxious to see what, what with her crumple physics. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yoink. Oh, not a lot of momentum there, but she managed anyway. She did it better than Crash Holly later. <laughs> Early, I should say. Yeah, I get very nervous watching Lita bump. Edge, Jesus. edge some. <laughs> yeah, yeah th- th- thanks for the great bump. It's a nice, straightforward boff to the heed. It's funny how, like, Edge and Jeff Hardy are still part of WWE television, but on very distinctive, in very distinctive roles, very different roles. Like Edge headlining WrestleMania, Jeff Hardy on main event. Mm. But both, like, have had that legacy, but one is much further up the card than, than the other right now. Uh, oh... Ooh, Some good camera ah, shots here. This is a great finish. This is a great moment. This is this is perfectly done. I love the baby faces having to have interference to help them. Yeah, well, why not? Because the, the Edge and Christian have been assholes at this entire rivalry. So yeah, I know, I know. we're going to be assholes too. I like it. Oh God! Oh, oh, that's the bump I remember. Ed said he was scared. <laughs> with good reason uh, to do that because falling backwards like that you want to be careful not you know land right in your friggin neck yeah and Kabdoosh and the Hardys are champs great for the finish. I was to say for the first time for the first time properly 
first time in forever. This feels like the first proper, the beginning of the first, the, re, the, the arrival of the Hardy Boys, this is. And they've got the old school tag team titles. Those are my favorite tag team championship belts, by the way. They're always just distinctive. But just shape and stuff. Yeah. I like the shape of that. I mean the tight titles. <laughs> I'm just oh, saying, I'm pretty sure Jeff Hardy had an effect on me as a kid. Now I realize Do you reckon? Do you reckon you were awoken by Jeff Hardy? I didn't realize at the time. Awoken high! Yes. But, you know, just the later on in life, I'm like, oh, you, you dye your hair? Oh, okay. Just, uh, <laughs> make, make a mental note of that. Well, Jeff Hardy was the epitome of cool for a lot of people when Wait, we were growing up. You, you wear women's tights all cut up on your arms? Oh, okay, let me make, make a note of that as well. <laughs> Jeff Hardy said so. <laughs> Jeff Hardy said it was a good idea. You dive off cages? Oh. <laughs> you, uh, you turn up to Sting? You turn to a fight Sting? <laughs> <at Victoria. laughs> Taking a lot of boxes so far. <laughs> I enjoyed Eric Bischoff's podcast all about that Victory Road patch that he did. Like, yeah. All went on behind the scenes and stuff. And they, they oh, wow. They did the best they could in the situation they had. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of little conversations yeah. with no words. Especially do. the clip that they aired with like the audio taken off and Bischoff coming out and going, all right, this is now a no DQ. He's just coming to saying, look, I'm really sorry about that. Like, you have to just do something. Like, whoa. Shaking his hand and kind of talking through each bit with him, and yeah. Look, I'm really sorry. He's messed up, I know. And then Sting trying his best, but then realizing, oh, no way. <laughs> Just get it done. No. An amazing documentary. Sting caught Steve Erstern. What are you doing? Here? Why are you almost as big as me, Steph? Holy Jesus. <laughs> He's got pumped. You look fantastic too, Steph. What the hell happened? What the hell? But hold on for it. It's, it's an N64. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, a camo 64 where it's like, looks like a hat. <laughs> it's a box of chocolate dogs. Oh, nice. It's got a big tyre mark on it. <laughs> it's, it says on the back, Rikishi did it. There's some balloons in the number 13 here. <laughs> Put your hat on your hat, please. <laughs> that would be so good. Hat squared. Stomp a mud hole in Steph. That'd, be, that'd just be unreal. Stomp a mud hole, then put your hat on your hat, and then leave. <laughs> I really wish they put tyre marks on it now. Why do you talk like that? Texas. Texas. <laughs> they might beat her up. And you don't turn your back on him. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Death, Texas, and, and Andros at the end of Lilac Wars. <laughs> Being too And Princess Peach being kidnapped by that son of a bitch Bowser. <laughs> and that's the bottom line. If you want Stone Cold to get on the Doom ship and beat up one of the kids of Cooper, give me a hell yeah! 
death taxes and knuckles not getting his own spin-off game that he rightly deserves god damn kid how long's he been on that floating island for that son of a bitch must be about ready to fall any time now know what i mean which dumps to when which which dumb son of a bitch signed off on chaotix I tell you, I'll get, if it's just Joe, I'm going to beat him up a second time. <laughs> if you think Stone Cold can get to level two of Little Mermaid 2 Pinball Frenzy, <laughs> give me a hell yeah. Hell yeah, you yeah. dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> Goddamn Stone Cold don't play no Nintendo game. Stone Cold Sega for life. <laughs> Good old Stone Cold done up his Sega Saturn. And play Panzer Dragoon Sega, because he knows that those dumb son of a bitches at Sega can't port no goddamn Sega Saturn game rum rums on no goddamn semi-regulated son of a bitch. Goddamn propane accessories. Bobby, goddamn kid, I want to play. I don't want to play. You know. I don't know what the a king JPEG. is back. That's right. That's what I said. I don't know what a JPEG is. I just want a picture of a goddamn hot dog. The king is back. What? Is Blazing Force making a return? Oh, goddamn Jerry Lawler coming back. So this was the moment Jerry Lawler walked out on Nitro, from what he remembers in his book. Uh, 11,000 people cheering right. as he walked out as Hogan slabbed Andre. They went, Paul Heyman went, hey, has anyone seen Raven? And he said, <laughs> Raven's on the other side. What? What's this match doing here? <laughs> All right, well, this is the come down match, to say the least. Do you not remember this match? Uh, I remember thinking at the time as a kid, as someone who watched SmackDown every week, going, why is this on the card? <laughs> I do remember that memory. Leave the memory Well, you know alone. what? It's, it's, it's the come down match, so I'm going to come on down to the toilet. <laughs> right, Matthew's off to the toilet. Take a moment to let you know that if you subscribe to us on Patreon, at patreon.com forward slash cultaholic, you can get access to early episodes of Desert Island Graps weeks before they come out in some cases. Also, you get to join our exclusive Patreon Discord channel, which gets you an extra hour on Love You By Friday, which is our Twitch show. So if you like watching Love You By Friday at twitch.tv slash cultaholic on a Friday, if you join us on Patreon, you can come to the pre-show where we get a whole extra hour where we talk about stuff. That and early access to podcasts. What more do you want? Patreon.com forward slash Cultaholic. Tomorrow on the Cultaholic podcast feed. It is Saturday, as you're hearing my voice. Tomorrow on the podcast feed, it's another watch-along. You're getting two watch-alongs this weekend, you, you lucky devil. So tomorrow, it'll be King of the Ring 1995. Oh. Justin Henry, Sam Driver, and myself watching one of the worst King of the Rings of all time and the crowning of King Mabel. That's tomorrow on the podcast feed. It's oh, part of our watch-along weekend. I remember... Finn Martin, I'm back with my piss. Uh, I remember Finn Martin saying, uh, King Mabel, in brackets, the fattest king since Henry VIII. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Poor Mabel. I want to so- like this this thing that they're doing way more than I do. Um, but again, they need to like, figure out, as I've said every week now, Wacky Eddie going, it's, it's, all, it's all good, but like Eddie being, you know, basically one of the, basically a bad husband type 
bad, bad boyfriend beating up China, not beating up China, but yelling and making China cry every single week. There she goes again. What do you mean that the <laughs> Sega's releasing another mega collection? <laughs> Eddie, I'm sick of playing Sonic 3. <laughs> Why are they going to do Blazing Force? <laughs> I want Predator Dragoon released. Don't tell me. Why? Why, Why Eddie? Victimon 2 again? Why, Eddie? Why did you buy me a Sega Nomad? Knowing we haven't got <laughs> enough batteries for it. I haven't even got enough batteries for Little Mermaid 2 Pinball Frenzy. It's, it's, it's Eddie, it's Sega. No, come on, guys. You got to release it. Come on. You got to stop putting Game Gear ROMs. Knuckles, Just do on. the Master System ROMs. They're home consoles. They're coming out for. I don't get it. <laughs> Give us Planet on Funkatron. <laughs> Planet on Funkatron. <laughs> Come on, SA. We don't hey. want we don't want columns again. I know Sonic loves the rings, <laughs> Mama Sita, so I got you one of your own. Oh Eddie, I love it. <laughs> I feel like why is she a robot? I feel Sonic. like Sonic. They're friends again, and that is Yay. full WWF No Mercy Eddie Guerrero right there, complete mm. with the roses, with the lead pipe in them, the costume. Ah, oh, it's great. Great video on our YouTube channel right now, which is what happened to every wrestler yeah, yeah, WWF yeah, No Mercy on the oh. N64. Love it. Chef's kiss. Mwah. Chef Boyardee's kiss. Ever wonder what happened to Ho? <laughs> <laughs> The world, what, the world needs to know what happened to Ho. The world needs to know what happened to Ho. <laughs> Hooray, they're friends again. Eddie, apologise to Grandma. I mean, okay, as a storyline on TV, it's like, where's this going? Let's keep them watching every week. But as a match now on pay-per-view, are we cheering China? Are we cheering Eddie? It's a weird... I think we... I, he's a bad guy, right? I think if we had the Thunderdome, I think the, the directors would be telling us to cheer China. Okay, we cheer China, but uh, we boo Eddie. Boo Eddie. It's a bit boo. Mark Marrow Sable, isn't it? Yeah, but then it's Eddie versus Rikishi, and we like Rikishi. Do we though? So, oh, okay. I guess we're cheering Rikishi then. I think we're cheering Rikishi. <laughs> I feel like the the ultimate payoff to the Eddie China thing should, in theory, be China beating Eddie for the IC title. That feels like mm. the right direction. Mm. I mean, it's not what we get. Because somebody else gets involved, who we'll be talking about yeah. soon. Yeah. But we, but it feels like that's the bless you. I feel like that's the bless you. Blessed. Yeah. I feel like that's the the end game. It should be really to have China finally go. I'm sick of your nonsense. Buy me a Sega Dreamcast. You <laughs> don't skip on the Dream yeah. Key, and then bopping oh. him. I mean, there's, there's, you could have been quite creative with this and had it turn the other way so China eventually just beats down Eddie Guerrero to the point where he becomes, like, subservient to her. Yeah. Okay, she's here defending the Sonic CD. It's going, yo, <laughs> I heard you were saying you didn't understand the concept of going back and getting the good future. Well, let me tell you, let me tell you something, Eddie. Tonight, in this ring, it's going to be a bad future for you. <laughs> Eddie, you better back that ass up and go and find a past lamppost. <laughs> 
Yeah, go back to wrestling school and earn a few more moves. <laughs> Why is Rikishi defending the Sega CD? I don't know. I was trying to shove some, I love shove night some Sega stuff in. I love... There's a night trap you don't want. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to trap you. <laughs> trap you in. All you'll be able to see is the night. <laughs> Good guy, I wear Rikishi. a 32XXL shirt. <laughs> I've got nothing if... else to talk about. Just bring up Sega. I'm trying to think if Rikishi was in anything, any of the games before No Mercy, because he was in obviously part of wrestling for a while. But I don't know whether he ever made the cut in no. any WrestleMania challenges or no. something like that. Would have been too minor a character, mm. or part of a, a tag. Uh, I don't see the head drinkers with the hilarious gimmick of not figuring out shoes <laughs> uh, showing up on Raw. Uh, let's go back to our faction. Oh, by the way, time check. One hour, 27 minutes, and 10, 11, 12, 13. Eddie Guerrero, part of the stable. Yeah, that's a yeah, good let's, point. Let's go back Los, to our Los stable. I'm not sure if that was just a... No, that was a, a team, because there's more than two of them, because uh, Conan was part of that. The LWO? The Latino World Order, yes. Uh, the Filthy Animals. Filthy Animals. The Radicals. Radicals. And then he was not part of another stable after that. I think that was it then. Yeah. Okay, so not as many still. He was going to be part of that long-rumoured um, anti-horseman. Really? It was going to be like Jarrett, Guerrero, and maybe Jericho that never was maybe teased and just never happened. I don't remember this. Yeah, because it never happened. Oh, I right, right. But it was one of these things that was like, oh, it's going to happen. It's gonna... Everyone changed their minds. <laughs> Everyone went, nah, be right, be right, be right. Mm. I'd never heard of this. That's quite exciting. I'm sure it would have been fine. It would have been a lovely time had by all. I think. <laughs> See, yeah, China's the face. Oh, yeah, so here. China's the face. Okay. China and Rikishi's, Rikishi's the, the ass. Hey. hey, it's a weird so time. Rikishi's a face. He's a great good guy. I can't see any reason why anybody in 24 hours from now would want to ever get boo Rikishi. He's so good. Oh, is it next week or I the think, day after this, I guess? I think I think we have our, our, our line of duty finale uh, coming up soon. Uh, but with even more confusion. <laughs> line of duty fans complaining that the end was was underwhelming and confusing. Hey, welcome to being a wrestling fan. <laughs> yeah, womp, womp. Womp, womp. Yeah, ask us about the hurt business. <laughs> that business still hurts. Hey. hey I'm pretty sure fight, it's next week. we to play fighting vipers? Fight these vipers, Rikishi <laughs> says, making less and less sense as the match progresses. Check out my golden ass. Panzer Grun Saga looks like a blurb compared to this. <laughs> this this beast has altered. Oh, oh, boo, Eddie, boo. Boo, boo, Eddie. Hey, what you doing? Just because I'm better what's, than what's you at up? Bonanza Brothers. What's up? Why are you taller than me? When did that happen? Why, that, why are all women growing? <laughs> oh, Rikishi doing nothing to say captured. Jeez. What was that about? That looks a bit... <laughs> Well, all right. Cheers, Rikishi. Yeah, get your big, small head in the steps Rikishi there. Rikishi has got a rep, hasn't he, in wrestling? Of being... Uh, what's the... An arse. Safe. 
Oh, no, I've not heard that. I've heard, like, um, him and the other Samoans, uh, Rikishi said before, because uh, I saw the interview you did about the Valvinus Cage thing and said, like, look, um, Samoan family are all, like, brought up, like, like, they'd rather hurt themselves in the ring than, like, hurt their opponent. Because mm. obviously Yokozuna had that amazing rep that he should have hurt people but then didn't. Um, and I thought Rikishi had that. What, what has Rikishi done? It's more his attitude that you hear about. Like he's. Oh wait, no, the yeah, the King of the Ring this year. We uh, the King of the Ring two thousand where he was grumpy because he had to wrestle three matches and he wasn't winning King of the Ring. Then there, there, <laughs> and there was his TNA run, which was notorious for the fact that he turned up. He didn't know where anybody was, but insisted on winning all the matches. Mm. And they just went, "We're just not going to work with you." I think. Oh no, they did it after he worked. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> oh oh jim ross they've been trying to hide that no no that sucked ladies and gentlemen that sucked we know if something's crap jr will say it. that was not a diamond cutter <laughs> that was a uh a wind cutter <laughs> meaning it was a fart so <laughs> we can't, well if Kishi isn't like those types of things they're really not gonna like the fact that uh it's about the to crowd aren't on. really popping from as much as they yeah i think Mel's had a point here. I thought the crowd would have been popping for Kishi way more. Oh. And that's it then, is it? No. Rikishi, oh. Rikishi sat on sat on top of Eddie Guerrero like he's a 32X on a Mega Drive. <laughs> <laughs> now, the ref should have stopped the match, really. The ref should have stopped the match because that's, that's blatant interference. And again, uh, more China crying. Why didn't the refs stop the match? I'm like, oh, it's just, I don't enjoy seeing a woman cry this much. Hey, I love him. <laughs> I love him as much as I love the Dreamcast. You think you're messing with? Well, Jesus. Oh, no. Right, why? Right, Chad Patton, mate, get your, get your shit together. Because... Oh, he sh- swore. You should have just oh, thrown this nonsense out by now. Rikishi. Oh, Rikishi. Oh. What? Rikishi got DQ'd for hitting China? Rikishi's in a bad mood tonight. It's almost like he's stressed about stuff going on behind the scenes. Crowd cheering. This is uh, the end of the night for China. Kiss my <laughs> So, uh, I guess it'll make sense in 24 hours' time, but Rikishi yeah. getting DQ'd for attacking China. Just saying. I, I actually like, like, as subtle as this is, I appreciate this because what we're going to find out about Rikishi, like, of course, he's, like, in a bad mood. He's, he's probably quite anxious about what's going on behind the scenes tonight. And he's, yeah, he snapped. He's not in a good way. Because he could be about to be rumbled. Mm. I like that a lot. Can you get rumbled? Because he's hotter than knuckles. Hey. Tougher than chuckles. I never rumble. Now, Eddie going to get his intercontinental title before checking on his mama, Sita. Yeah, before getting some uh, some cream for his back. <laughs> God. <laughs> First DVD I ever got. For wrestling. So the first thing I saw that wasn't on Daily Motion was Royal Rumble 04. I thought, wow, it's great. Look at the detail. And then it just just saw Eddie coming out and I saw his back. And I'm like, um, I would have been happier not seeing that. <sighs> He's got a very spotty back as Eddie. He and has. There would be uh, reasons for why 
that would be well documented. That's right. He struggled with eczema. That's right. Here he is. He's got his old gum, his gum shoe. Oh, here we go. <laughs> or as Dave Meltzer describes him, a Ginger Harris brother. <laughs> oh. So, uh, Undertaker, apparently you're a badass. Oh, stop That's right. Die, Grim. That's right. I'm a badass. <laughs> sorry, I put him. Uh, sorry, I, I I bought a curly whirly before this interview started, and <laughs> they're sons of bitches. <laughs> I had a double decker, and you know those things <laughs> stick in the top the of the mouth. What's that? What's the nugget? The chocolate went down my throat, but the nugget's still there, Coach. You know <laughs> to, how it is. <laughs> to which Owen Hart, <laughs> I am not, not a nugget. No, no, it is a nug. Oh, oh, oh good one, cool. <laughs> I need some RC Maximum Edge to get rid of the nugget. But the problem is, Coachman, if I drink that, it's so full of E numbers that I'll just cough because it gets down my throat. <laughs> and uh, and that's, that's how I'm going to win the match tonight in the title. <laughs> I like the idea that in our head, Undertaker turned up, talked about curly worthies and double deckers. <laughs> <laughs> For some RC cola, and then went, yeah, and that's how I'm gonna win the match tonight. <laughs> I don't know why that's tickled me so much. It's a deck of the gobble and double decker. Get us a drink yeah. to watch this down with. Anyway, that's how I'm going to win the match. <laughs> Wait, look how the graphics are placed. Tonight, Steph takes on Kurt Angle. <laughs> with <laughs> Triple H and Mick Foley on a pole. It looks like the match is between Steph and Kurt. Mm. I feel like There's if the they... fish kiss. <laughs> he, got a much, he got a much better smacker on her. The night, the, the smacker down before this. Yeah, he layeth, layeth the smacker down. <laughs> Now this is a really, um, a really unique fish. This match. Oh. Nice recap of SummerSlam yeah. and, and the matter. Have we talked about it? Oh, it's, it's just the montage of Triple H hitting Steph, isn't it? Two minutes of tri- trips just clattering Steph. Kurt Angle did nothing wrong. There's, um, there's. We, we talked about it extensively, like the love for that pay per view, that main event, how Angle got hurt before the bell even rang and how they managed to put that match together and still put on a fine match for the main event. Mm. It's a real... To, to watch it and look for the sleight of hand, it's it's incredible. They did such a great job mm. with it. But this is the unique face, this match, because... Whilst they're, again! They're, they're desperately trying to position Triple H as this, this good guy, but he just doesn't have the warmth of a good guy. He never truly has. And... It's it's a real case. They're forcing the hand. They're forcing the issue to make him a babyface. But we've got this heel versus heel match for the show, and it should be a good thing. Like this is a big blow off match between these two. But oh, from what I remember, it doesn't quite. Oh, doesn't quite land. Well, the retroactive story for this has always been. At- I've read people go about and saying, "Oh no, it was all being set up so where Angle would get with Steph." Looking at this week after week, I, I strongly disagree. There's little hints of Angle, but Angle is too much of a diddler uh, for that to work out. And um, 
and trip but yeah you're right though it's a fun thing to watch every week but it couldn't be blown off properly because angle and steph just wasn't really gonna work because angle's too much distance doesn't work look he's just attacking people's ledge hammers and stuff and he's goody goody and everything and steph's clearly not into him that much he's just kind of liking him a bit not loads and triple h is triple h like the main (laughs) bad guy in the company so it was lose lose no matter what they did but i enjoyed the build-up to it it's a shame it came to this and this is the the blow-off but i've enjoyed as a weekly show great as a as people expecting something that wasn't going to happen yeah i think some people were upset by it and they and they added to the big pile of uh things triple h has done that were bad yeah but I don't think I think that's again more retroactive writing. Like, oh, Triple H changed it so that Steph would leave for Triple H. I mean, nah, I don't kind of believe that. I think that was always the idea. Mm. It always. Do you think it was always going to end with Triple H leaving with his wife? Yeah. So some. Oh, DJ Scribble. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who's DJ Scribble? Look, Tom. It's DJ Scribble. Calm down, Tom. I know you're a big fan. Oh, now I'm going to have to Google who DJ Scribble is. Yeah, go. So you got about that it. bandwidth, you're never going to get back. <laughs> DJ Scribble. American DJ producer, remixer, radio personality, and actor, according to Wikipedia. Uh, he worked on Wycliffe's first album and worked with Lauren Hill on an album as well. Oh, okay. He did several remix albums. Uh, he was on, at this point, he was on TV a lot. He was on a lot of radio and TV shows. He was on Turn It Up on MTV. Uh, and he also featured for the as the judge in the Independent Music Awards in this year as well. He was the host of a show. Uh, oh, the host of the Independent Music Awards with Rebecca Budig. Oh, wow. Okay, right. Scribble was also a host for a short time in 2000, along with co-hosts Rebecca Budig, Michael Cole, and Taz for one of the WWF's wrestling television programs, Sunday Night Heat, when it premiered on MTV in October uh, that year in WWF New York. So at this point, Scribble could be a big part of Sunday Night Heat going forward. And this is the point where they we talked about this on the on the podcast last week. Like they they're looking to make Sunday Night Heat into this sort of Tuesday Night Titans of the Attitude Era, full of like skits and bits and live stuff from WWF New York. And I guess DJ Scribble is a part of that plan. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you very much, Tom. You cruelly talked over Kurt Angle, saying "Happy Birthday to Steph" and singing beautifully as well. He did, he did. Here in sunny PA. So Mick Foley, the guest ref. I'm just trying to remember why that is, but uh, yeah, it's Foley, whatever. One of my all-time favorite wrestling tropes is I'm injured, I will put some bandage on it. Oh, you're uh, a big fan of DDP. I love DDP. Uh, Triple H, you've got... I don't see how putting bandages over bruises is going to help things. I don't know. I might be wrong. I'm not a sports scientist. I'm not a, I'm not a sports guy. But it reminds me of the time. My favorite one of these. What cemented the 
bandages on injuries trope for me was, I believe, Survivor Series 2004, I want to say. Kurt Angle had attacked the Big Show's ankle ahead of Survivor Series. So he turned up to Survivor Series wearing his wrestling boot with bandaging over the top of his wrestling boot. <laughs> White bandaging. Look it up. It's a thing that happens. And it's a thing of beauty. <laughs> I was going to say, mine was going to be Big Show as well when he had that feud with Triple H in early 05, I think. It was early 06, I forget. I think it was 06. And it was all based around Triple H working over his hand. And so he came to the ring with uh, this giant cast <laughs> over his hand and it led to the wrestlingfan.net, which uh, I much, much love website of mine when I was having to get my, my news via wrestling websites um, back in the day. Did a thing where he was so made up, he so decorated this big hand thing that they did him as uh, Fisto from He-Man. <laughs> I believe the show you're thinking of where Fisto faced Triple H. I want to say New Year's Revolution 06. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it would have been because New Year's Revolution 05 was the one with the Nation Chamber with uh, Triple H in it. So, yeah, it would have been 06. Yeah, 06 it was. You know, we need something to fill up this fill a pay-per-view. Uh, Triple H, Big Show again. <laughs> and so I think, I think the finish, don't quote me, I think the finish was Big Show realising, oh, I have over, I have two hands and then use that one to punch. <laughs> Don't quote me. So here we go. Triple H, the beloved heel, is uh, bandaged up. We've guessed Kamish Ref Foley and Steph. A lot of gimmicks so far and build up, and you're like, all right, so uh, where's this going to go? It's an example at this point with Triple H of like all the all the bits there for a face turn, but people just aren't taking it. People yeah. aren't biting. <laughs> the only thing they're missing is a face. <laughs> exactly. Injury, check. Uh, up against a whiny heel, check. Yeah. Aggressive, check. People aren't A referee that hates him for yeah. retiring him. Can he <laughs> overcome the odds? <laughs> it's just there's... I think he will have some good face runs, but I think he will never be like the super top face I think he always wanted to be. Yeah, I mean, maybe obviously now he can, that, he can um, rewrite history now because he runs the place. <laughs> well, someone summed it up wonderfully uh, a few weeks ago because I think the discussion was again like Triple H's role in history of wrestling because there was to be present him as like the number one, like this mega mega dude, but he never was. He happened to be around when Austin and The Rock and Foley were at their peaks, and then they left and he was there. That didn't always translate. Oh, Triple H is mega, but someone said Triple H is. Nowhere near as bad as people say he is, but he's also nowhere near as good as he <laughs> thinks he is. And I think that just sums it up beautifully. Yes, he was... I mean, this is 2000. This is Triple H's year. Mm. All the way up to that uh, bloody injury in 01, he was probably the best thing about WWE. F. F.E. Sega. Um, was F.E. there? <laughs> yeah, F.E. <laughs> You know, this big gay bro, big gay. Uh, it was still growing, so it's just the uh, mid-level, mid-level bisexual brunch. Yes, at that point, but then he full of grade to full gay later on in life. It's cool seeing you interact with him. Oh, I love Effie. He's so good. Like not many people could pull off coming out to 
Elton John's Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. But he does. And it's sublime. And uh, I have a lot of time for Effie. He's been on uh, Desert Island Graps and Desert Island Graps Revisited. We watched the Hollywood Backlot Brawl together. It was great fun. Oh, and God. I know. I what know. did you deserve that? <laughs> it's one of, it was one of his Desert Island Graps matches. Oh, I see. He chose it. He, he loved that match. I said, hey, come on and watch it. We'll do a watch along of ah. it. And, Speaking uh, of which, wasn't there supposed time. to be a special guest for this one? Or am I allowed to say that? Uh, we're looking to get a special guest for No Mercy. Oh, I just thought you got the show WWF No ah. Mercy. And we wait, 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 wait. Bum, bum, I'll bum, reveal bum, it close to the time. We have somebody who is super up for doing it. Who, uh, oh, that's nice to say. Because we've got someone who goes, we've got someone who hates it. <laughs> well, it's somebody, it's somebody who's good friends with Steve Austin. And... They're like, yeah, I'd love to talk about this. Cause- Not Rikishi, then. <laughs> it's, that's right. He tricked his way in. Wait, did Mick Foley just take... Oh, okay, thank God for that. I was I was wondering what was going to happen with the... Foley taking the ref bump. I'm like, hang on, you're Mick Foley. <laughs> I, think Foley I think the crowd are... Oh, there we go. There they go. They weren't into it for obvious reasons. It's not a bad technical match. Just a bit devoid of heat. Like these two, like, they never. They would do. Uh, this... Foley is the number one. Cheer. Is it like a Lesnar Goldberg? <laughs> Austin, Austin. They do this dance again, wouldn't they? Um, Angle and Trips at the Rumble, I think. Rumble one. They would. Uh, in one of those things they do every year for Rumble, not every year, sometimes for a uh, year for Rumble, where they're like, all right, we need something for a title match, but not that much. So it was Angle versus Triple H, and it was just a big nothing. Yeah, it just sort of... Again, just they, they're two great wrestlers on paper. They should be storming it, but I don't think they ever really did. They never really had that chemistry, I don't uh, think. They had the No Way Out 2002, but I remember that being the best thing on the show by default. Mm. So, when we get there. So, so far, it's all right. Mm. We're just finding out this morning, and just, just to give you a little bit of insight. Oh, into, go on. Um, just looking ahead to Dark Side of the Ring, which, which has now begun. The third season of Dark Side of the Ring. And there's an episode coming up based on the plane ride from hell in 2002. <sighs> so I've just had this message come through now as we're doing this podcast. And um, the plane ride from hell episode will feature interviews with wrestlers who who were affected by it, wrestlers who were hmm. there, and members of the flight crew on that flight. <laughs> that I want to hear. I want to hear what the what the flight crew had to say about the Beautiful. plane ride from Helen O2. I can't wait. But I'm up for that. I'm looking forward to it. However, I'm not ready for yet another talking head talk about and then Lesnar and he- and then Lesnar and Henning. <laughs> Dennis Norton done Just, it. That's it. Dennis Norton's interviewed for it. Sorry to give that spoiler away. Another saving that for the hot tag. Right. <laughs> and then Lesnar and Henning decided to grapple on the floor on the plane, dangerously near the door. <laughs> Thus putting the lives of the wrestlers all at... That's not how they... That, there was work. Even Lesnar, who was, you know, half man, half cow hormone... <laughs> Kicking it with all his might wouldn't open the bloody thing because it's pressurized. 
I know Coldaholic did it, and I, they didn't appreciate me running home on the podcast. No, I want to crap. I love, I love Pachiti. I love Pachiti. I love Pachiti. I love Pachiti. It's but fine. You can. It's fine. It's, it's just, and, and you, they brought near the door. I mean, what if, you know, Lesnar just went, I fancy a big poo right now, and just, <laughs> oh, no, wrong door. And then everybody, that's what, not how what, they what? work. They've idiot-proofed these for decades now, for Christ's sake. Oh, here I am on the plane. <laughs> I could really, <laughs> I could really use a trip to the gentleman's room. Now there's two doors here, one that says exit, and one that just says uh, there's just a light on it. Well, hmm, I guess I need things to exit my body, so I guess I'll open this door. Kane, <laughs> what are you doing? I'm just going to the toilet. Oh, it's okay. No. When I land, I'll land on my knees. Ah. <laughs> uh, that was Kane. <laughs> Kane taking a bump out of a plane onto his knees. That's got to be paid. <laughs> I had an idea. Right? I've got an idea, mate. What I'm thinking is... When the plane ride from hell episode airs for Dark Side of the Ring... I think you and I and Justin Henry... I'll check mm-hmm. it with him... We should do a watch along of Insurrection 2002. Oh, what a good idea. Because that's the pay per view they were all flying back from. And I feel like it's a nice little history note to do a watch along of Insurrection 02 from the UK. Because it'll be a UK only pay per view, so chances are Justin might not have seen it. And it'll been a while since we saw it. We won't get around to it in our timelines for a couple of years yet. So let's just bring it forward. Let's do it. I'll mm. speak to Justin after this. We'll make yeah. something happen. It seems in keeping. Look at this! Oh, oh Jesus! <laughs> best match. That was best sweet. spot of the match so far. Hell of a spot right there. Awesome. Belly to belly. Lovely done. Angle very good. This is the last time we will see Angle without a championship belt on pay per view for quite some time. Spoiler. Spoiler. Mm. And rightly so. Think about this. Unforgiven. Let's go back to Unforgiven 1999. Triple H was champ. Oh. oh, no, he wasn't. He wasn't. No, the title was vacant. Triple H was in no, the six-pack yeah, challenge. Yeah, I was going to say the six-pack challenge. It was, we were definitely together for that one because we were in the office downstairs singing System of a Down. What are you? Where is he? Pick David. goes away. Just remember that. I remember just I doing remember that. that. That was a lovely day. Um, we hadn't even heard we'd, we'd heard of Kurt Angle through the Observer. This is this guy who'd been wrestling dark matches, who was on the bubble and was quite good. And here he is now, mixing it up with Triple H. Who let's let's be honest, a year on his shtick hasn't changed. Yep, it's still exactly the same. Probably the same attire, <laughs> same guy. Um, but Angle just in there. 
like it's the most natural thing in the world for him to be in the main event. It's great. It's great to see. You'll love to see it. To the window, to the wall. My shirt drops off my balls. <laughs> Which wrestler, just out of interest, surprised you with how well they did? Like somebody who you didn't think was going to make it. Somebody you didn't think had what it took to them to make it, and they just defied all the odds. Blue Meanie. Blue Meanie? <laughs> I think Blue Meanie will agree with you. I would say. Blue Meanie's a good shout. Are you alright, mate? Are you quiet? Oh, yeah. I'm just watching this match going, God, it's just taking a while, isn't it's it? It's a long match, isn't it? It's a uh, long wait, wait, wait. match. An unnecessarily long Triple H match on pay-per-view. I didn't realise he was doing this in 2000. <laughs> Let's oh. talk. Let's talk about your Twitch stream. What? What you? You, you read the young? Yeah, you read. You read the young books book now. Yes, that's for the uh, Buffy Watch Twitch stream. Um, that's been fun. First bit we read. <laughs> first bit we read. It's an insight into the young books world ahead. Because pretty much it's been, we were great at everything we set out to do. Uh, I married. I would go on to marry the only girlfriend I ever had. Everything was fantastic. Uh, my dad bought us wrestling rings or made them, whichever. And uh, Malachi, our young brother, got hit by a car one time. It's so interesting because when you read all biographies, it's usually there's all this torment and struggle and you go, oh, I can relate to this. There's nothing relatable about them so far. <laughs> We did this, we did that. They're 14 years old and going to wrestling training and Super Dragon is training them and they're ignoring the instructions of Super Dragon and Super Dragon's getting annoyed at them and then he's just not booking them PWG for years because they were annoying. And that's the only struggle they've had. It's, I mean, they are right. I mean, this will probably continue. Like, we were great in PWG. We were great in Impact. And in fairness, they were. But it's funny, just in terms of a book, it's so... <laughs> It's it's like wow, this explains so much about them. <laughs> they work on everything they did, I know. But if you're writing a book about that, it's like it's nice. Yeah, I mean, when I I I accomplished everything I set out to do as well. <laughs> oh no, I, I didn't. They My are so relatable, failure. somewhat debatable. <laughs> yeah, this is why they're so they're so good as bad guys and suck as good guys because they say these things. Like, we're so great, we'll do this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, boo. <laughs> and I'm like, but we did do those things. I goes, I know, but boo. But listen, you don't you, you have to have a bit of humility about you. Like, I don't wanna I don't wanna hear about the time that the young bucks changed the shape of wrestling in the in the West. I wanna hear about the time that the young bucks maybe got up late and broke the coffee machine. <laughs> I want to hear about yeah. the time that the Young Bucks went to went to do a big shop at Lidl, got to the checkout, and realised they'd left their wallet at home. Like yeah. I, I want that. I, it's that's it's it's easy to say like oh, it's we like to watch people when they struggle. Like we like to watch people failing. There's, <laughs> like Triple H in this abdominal stretch. Yeah, exactly. Like Triple H in this abdominal stretch. By the way, time check: one hour fifty-seven minutes and fifty-six. 57. That's just this much. 58. <laughs> What's the pay-per-view time? 
one hour, 58 minutes and two and three seconds and four seconds and five seconds. Exactly. We don't necessarily want people... We don't want to just watch people being crap and, and, and that. We just want people to be real. I think we just... There's a great comfort from people being real and not getting it right all the time. Like, you know, we all do great things, but we don't always get it right all the time. Like, I've, you know, I'm constantly buggering up. And it's real. It'd be boring if it was perfect all oh, the time. Oh, the Angle Moonsault. Remember the Gorgeous first time we did that? Moonsault. To segue into what you're talking about, and he broke segue Holly's away. arm. He certainly did. And Triple Segway H. Way. So Triple H rolled into a different postcode to stop that from happening again. <laughs> yeah, he went, whoa, I don't want none of this. None of this, son. Who was it? Triple fault? H never moved faster. Who was it at fault with that moonsault um, causing the break of Holly's arm? Was Holly out of position? Did Angle land weird? No, Ang- Angle went up and then down. <laughs> yeah, there's not much else he could do, really. Yeah. Gra- gravity helped. Gravity was the fault, really, for that one. Gravity with the running. Yeah, you, you, you want a little bit of realness in people. And, and I don't get any. I don't get any relatability from the young books. Yeah, uh, uh, it's a difference though, the, the the American upbringing where it's like you should be good at things, you should be happy with you doing the one arm pedigree there. Nice, um, but I'm like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not from your world. I, yeah. hope, I hope the book falls on your head as you're writing it. <laughs> I'm with you. That, 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 I'd be happy with that. There's something about. I t- oh, I here we it. go. The plot. The plot. The plot thickens. Who do I help? Oh, I don't know. This way they, they embrace polyamory. Solving <laughs> oh, all the life problems. How progressive would that have been? If they went, we're going to be a polyamorous threesome. <laughs> she goes, I'm hardcore. I'll take them both. <laughs> don't do it. Oh. Oh, his arm's better. Oh, she's made a decision. Steph's choice. <laughs> And she's shrugging like, I don't know what I did. Uh, yeah, you know. It's more a power move by Triple H to, to go kick him in the bowels. I don't need you to, mm. but I'd like you to kick him in the bowels. So that was what that was all about. And then... Um, Olympic skirt. Christ. Skirt. Ah. Oh. Um, Steph looks unconvinced. Here's a good... Like, I hear what you're saying, but to go back to the Bucks thing. Like, the American dream being um you know be successful and all this stuff you know an american cinema audience will cheer when something great happens in a film a british pub will cheer when somebody drops glasses <laughs> i work on gray street that's all we've been hearing at night by the way yeah <laughs> it's a wonderful british it says it all about britain doesn't it? like hey we're rubbish yeah like the football chance yeah. We're, we're really, I'm going to censor, obviously. We're really bad. <laughs> ah, football. We're really bad. <laughs> we're really bad. We're really oh, bad. Oh. Very aggressive kiss to the face. I love you, wife. I love you, my wife. Hey, uh, have some of Steph's kiss. Look at the veins on my legs. <laughs> Look at my oh, veins on my taste, legs. You taste like Kurt. Oh, that's blood. Oh. <laughs> Definitely blood. Nothing else. And she doesn't seem. Um... Apparently, she went backstage and Vince shouted at her for blading. <laughs> you kiss like a bloody fish. 
<laughs> it's our time now. Triple H, that's it. You show Kurt Angle who's boss. Look at you beating all the young wrestlers. Brave, brave, Triple H. Bravely beating Kurt Angle with help from Steph. Brave, 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 bleeding, brave. Crowd didn't care about any of that, Mike, apart from the table spots. Bleed. <laughs> Which one of those is getting a title shot at No Mercy? <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Stephanie McMahon. Yeah. Stephanie. <laughs> well, there you go. The longest match on the pay per view. Ugh. Clocking in at four days. <laughs> yeah, that just uh, that just went. The young young books are <laughs> in the book. I'm reading. They're in AW now. Anyway, now we're live in. Well, so you're, you're five pages in then. Yeah. We're dead and we're in PA. Ah, <laughs> oh, Thai oh, WWF New York. Oh, that's why they couldn't be in that right to censor thing. That's a. I'd have been annoyed by that. Boom, boom, boom! Shake the room. I'd have been annoyed oh, by that. I'm trying to make me pasta. <laughs> to... No, t- keep it down. You're in the ambiance. <laughs> I came here to eat microwave pasta I'm trying, eat, I'm trying to eat my big boss man chocolate dogs keep it down oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to eat me I'm trying to eat me re re chicken far too <laughs> I'm trying oh, to eat my Max, yeah. I'm trying to eat my lethal weapon Steve black bean salad <laughs> Oh, oh! Are we doing that? Are we? All right, yes, let me we think. are doing that, mate. All yes, right, we uh... are doing that. <laughs> Kane's burnt brisket. <laughs> What's the matter, darling? You barely touched your bulb, you cannelloni. <laughs> oh no! I think I'm coming into this this gunfight unarmed, Tom. <laughs> So Shane is out to... Uh, he, he apparently knows who ran over Stone Cold. Yes, I am thinking of food still. <laughs> I'm listening to Shane McMahon. I'm definitely um, not thinking of food puns to make on the on the WWF roster of the year or 2000. Mick Foley ravioli. <laughs> oh, Chef Boyardee. I'm sorry. <laughs> Chef Boyardee, isn't it? What's the matter, darling? You barely touched your Pete Gastro burger. Oh. <laughs> darling, could you pass me the gang relish? <laughs> oh. He's on the ropes. The referee's to giving him a standing eight count, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> hey. How about some of my semen special? Oh, no. That's haddock on a stick. 
What? Ken Shamrock? And oh, this is where he, he comes out and then puts his shades on and then walks away. Yes! <laughs> the best clip. Oh, how great would it be if Steve Blackman run over Austin? Can Chamber just take a, a car bump? Like, of course he did. Of course he bloody did. I'm a lethal weapon. <laughs> and he is just jack. Oh my god. What a boy. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> just find his car. It was me with my ice cream van. <laughs> Austin we, had we his know. ear pods on <laughs> and he know. couldn't quite hear the dulcet tones of green sleeves. <laughs> we ran over Austin. Uh oh. It says Danger Children. <laughs> That's the name of my faction. As he drives off, Green Steve just gets faster and faster. <laughs> oh, because Shane and Steve are feuding, I guess. Because Steve Blackman nearly killed Shane at SummerSlam. Where? Oh, there it there is. There we go. Been waiting for that, haven't you? Oh. And hello. Wait. No. Disturbed. Is it? Disturbed. I didn't realize you had this now. Yep. First time back in arena. Stepped up of the man. I've got the lyrics here. Men in the meaning and the women and the at you will. Step up because the men and the women and the women at you will. Step up because the mind of the living and the women and the women at you will. It's the match that we all it. wanted. Steve Austin versus Steve Blackman. They were going to have this at King of the Ring 99 as well. Yes. inside you. That breaking the living inside you. And the crowd is happy to see him. <laughs> if not hear him. I'll get the lyrics up for this. That breaking the living Don't call disturbed lyrics. Okay. You. I've got the lyrics. You go first. We'll compare. Okay. Um, so the lyrics go, Step up because you're the next in the line that I kill. You don't believe it, but I'm betting that you will. Step up, I'll let you live a little bit with the pain that I bring. You know, it's only the beginning. Step up, because you're the next in the line that I kill. You don't believe it, but I'm begging that you will. Step Austin's up. going to kill you. Yeah, I'll live, let you live a little bit of the pain that I bring. You know, it's only the beginning. I'm breaking oh. the living inside you. Wait, wait, Steve, Steve's thinking about it. Did, did you? Did you actually? Oh, Blackman looks tiny compared to Steve. Steve. Austin. Yeah, you, you thought Blackman was jacked. Pump and kick him, like, Blackman. Yeah. Pump kick him and start a revolution. Yeah. Blackman just trash pump can kick out. him. Pump kick him. Please. Could you shoot how, on him, Blackman? Oh, if how different the world would have been if Blackman had shot on Austin here. Oh. He took a stutter weird. Did, didn't he? <laughs> he he it turned into like a weird like Maki Ito headbutt cell. Yeah. <laughs> As he hit the ground. Luigi's taunt from Smash Bros. <laughs> Step up, because Shane's going to give you the beer that you're going to be drinking that you that you will. <laughs> Hanging out with Pete Gas, Rodney and Joey Abs of the pain that you're going to have you here. Step up. Shane, 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 Shaney, 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 Sha
Great lyrics by Stubbs. <laughs> drink, Shane, drink, Shane, drink, Shane, 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 Shane. Drinking the, 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 but the, we've never all drank a beer like, again. We've all drank a beer like Steve Austin, haven't we? We've all drank a beer like Stone Cold Steve Austin. I don't tend to drink beer from a can because I don't like beer. I like oh. the taste of it. I think it's disgusting and bit. And I drink a lot of coffee as well. I just think it's a disgusting, bitter, weird drink. As far as teetotal for years, if it, I discovered rum and uh, pretty much every variation of that from even bloody cognac, I'll probably be drinking that as a young age. But uh, first time I caught, I, <laughs> I got a Budweiser because Austin drank it. And I thought, oh. well, it makes it look delicious. And I drank it. I was like, is what is horrible. this? No wonder he no really hardly drinks any of it. <laughs> yeah, no wonder he just goes, psh, puts it over his eyes. Big spitty cell, look at that. Yeah. The old spraying stuff. Spinning out like when um, the fish in uh, The Little Mermaid 2 <laughs> pinball frenzy <laughs> pop out when they get a gutter ball. <laughs> spitting. It's actually the th- Disturbed did the theme song as well, you know. <laughs> Step up, the little mermaid's the one who's going to put the balls in the machine. <laughs> that works, Feeling right? the frenzy. The pinball frenzy, pinball frenzy, pinball frenzy could be a new metal song. Like he's a pinball frenzy. There has to be a twist. <laughs> so, it was that the first time Shane did the spitty stunner. Was that the first one? Ah, uh, he's done it before. I'm sure. Oh, because he? he was kind of few and we're often kind of not. So ninety nine, I'm sure before, but right. <laughs> I'll just keep on playing the music over again. It was glass breaking. He's got they they get PRS pay, payments for every time they play the music. So. Disturbed dancing backstage, going yes, give us the money, give us the money, step up. I'm paying my mortgage off thanks to Austin <laughs> and Stoner and Sotos. Some game cubes. They're Dave. not out yet, but they will be next year. I've pre-ordered. Apparently, Stone has the Nintendo Dolphin. Dray- Draymond says, if I don't buy a house off this theme song, I'm going to cover a Simon and Garfunkel song. Oh. We all know how that ended. It ended like WWF New York. Oh, they um, at WWF New York, they do this little taster platter where you get little shots <laughs> of, 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 of Thai Go cuisine. On. They do you get little shots of Thai cuisine. Uh huh. What was that um, called, Tom? Well, the thing is, it's quite. It takes quite a while to cook it. Does it? So I've. Seems to remember being there, and they brought over lots of food for the rest of the table, but mine hadn't arrived yet. Uh-huh. So I had to say, "Hey, where's my Thai doll shot?" Oh, <laughs> oh, happy oh. Christmas, <laughs> Studer. <laughs> Yeah, that, Shane's Shane's reaction to the stunner was my reaction to that. <laughs> we all felt that. <laughs> so that's all Steve Austin does tonight. Comes out, hits a couple of stunners. His neck is fine. He's in good nick. Happy days. He always catches the beers. He's very... Oh, wait. Oh, as I say that, I jinx him. Uh, he would call it if he hadn't said anything. So, uh, do you remember watching this live? Seeing Austin back? It felt cool, didn't it? It felt like a big yeah. deal. I'm like, yeah, Austin, yeah. But at the time as a kid, I'm like, 
Wait, who who ran them over? We still did don't Steve know. Steve Blackman do it? Was it Shane? Blame me? Oh. So I was a bit underwhelmed. Now as an adult, I can look back at it and go, well, yeah, because you're supposed to be like that because you want to tune into Raw and see Stone Cold investigates. But as an idiot, I still thought, at the end of this, I thought, I can't believe Steve Blackman ran him over. <laughs> I thought that was, I for a bit, I thought that was the payoff. Hmm. I was like, oh, Steve Blackman did it. <laughs> Stupid idiot. I'm a stupid... He's back for good. Like, take oh. that. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, just imagine Blackman had shot on him here. Blackman black. shot on him here. I want you black for good, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> that is a proper Mackie Eto cell. Wow. <laughs> just go limp. <laughs> Don't you tell me what to do. <laughs> I won't do what you told me. <laughs> Yay. Good sell of the stun of that. Great sell of the stunner. Big fan of that. Yeah, let's see it again. What did uh, Mr. Observer observe about this? Well, Dave says in the Observer... Then he left, and he seemed so happy because the pace was going nuts. He came back for Hong Kong, gave him a third one. Ross was trying to sell it like it was the single biggest pop in the history of pro wrestling. <laughs> oh, shut up. What's he supposed to say? Well, Austin's turn was unremarkable, wasn't it? Says Jim Ross in commentary. <laughs> shut up, Dave. And you know what, right? We get on the case of Fat Bastard for not being here <laughs> and, snu- and, stub- and snubbing out Kane. Main event Kane is about to happen. Mm, Kane event, if you will. Yeah, that's true. Main event Kane. Step up, Kane's going to main event and going to win the title from the Rocky Rock. Step up. Oh, he's got a sniper rifle. Oh, Jesus Christ. This will oh, help no. me win. <laughs> this will help. Don't shoot the belt, you prick. Bang. Oh, blah, blah. That doesn't sound That's like right. Kane. I, I did say that. Doesn't sound like Kane at all. Hello. Oh, under my camera. <laughs> Hang on, let me get up on the TV and wipe my screen. <laughs> That's my brother. <laughs> He's going to kiss the rock. Oh, I'm so proud of his life decisions. <laughs> I can't believe I'm in the main Oh, event. that was a good slam by What me. a lovely day. <laughs> oh, no, rock fell through a table. I like how Kane's Fatal vo- four way. Am I uh, going to die? I like how Kane's voice acting has gone very season thirty two of The Simpsons. Yeah, I, I, I've forgotten how to talk. <laughs> so I'm I'm doing an impression of your impression of him. Yeah, you're doing an impression it used of to my be, impression. Uh, but he doesn't do that anymore. So okay. uh, I'll do. I'll go back to being. No, oh, no, no, keep don't it. Don't show that clip. Keep uh, it because that's how. <laughs> that's the natural evolution. A, bit, of a, a bin truck reversing. <laughs> no, I got hit by Benoit. Uh, <laughs> no, I got hit by Benoit. <laughs> That's got to be me. Remember when I took the title? That makes me the champion. The voice actor wants too much money to come back for another nah, series. And take a fell through the oh, ring. Oh, no. Lol. I broke the ring just before Auntie Belinda comes round for dinner. Whatever will I do? <laughs> I better put some leaves over it so she doesn't fall in. <laughs> Hi, Kane. It's your Auntie Belinda. Oh, leaves. No! I forgot she was vegan. <laughs> she thought it was now dinner. Now I'm a Dalek, apparently. <laughs> she thought it was dinner. Belinda, Belinda. <laughs> <laughs> I like how they captured The Undertaker in this trailer doing um, the one wrestling move there, <laughs> which is an yeah. EDT. Just look like a badass. Oh. Wee! Oh no, I've broken it on the table. Belinda fell the table. I hate when that happens. I forgot you used to wrestle in the 80s. 
I'm still down with the devil. I Undertaker must be hot with that big goth jacket he's wearing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get hot wearing this. Oi, I'm from be, hell. Must be hot. <laughs> I'm See? <from> hell. <laughs> Hotter than Chef Boyardee's Canaanite. <laughs> Canaanites. They're yeah. sweets. It's not a good pun, I admit, but when your name's Kane... Harder than my Kane Aloney from WWE. I tried to veto that, but I'm going to wrestle him later. I like him. He's going to win. I've got nothing against him. Let's see what he has to say about me. I'm sure it's complimentary. I hope he says I'm a good wrestler. Hello. Oh, we can't see me. I'm up here. Hello. I'm so tall, aren't I? <laughs> Can't get his willy out on the top stage. Hey, look at hey. me! What do you think of these? Yeah, you looking, Rock? That's it. Woggle, woggle. Look <laughs> at these little burp balls, mate. <laughs> Why is Kane just getting his knob out? Oh. Oh, you stumble over your words. Oh, boo, boo. I'm going to play my willy. You're having a shit bro. I'm going to get my willy out again. <laughs> stumble over these rock as he grabs him. Stumble over my pecker rock. <laughs> You've lost that funny <laughs> feeling. Oh, sorry, sorry. There's a hot mic. Human centipede. Yeah, that sounds disgusting, Rock. I mean, <laughs> that's it. Up here. Up <laughs> eyes, here. eyes up here, up Rock. Here. That's it. Ah, one last look. Sh one last glimpse. Sh shove this up your candy ass. <laughs> Kane's new thing now is he distracts wrestlers to promos by getting his penis out. He, he goes, tonight the Rock's going to have to beat the people. And <laughs> Kane's like, hey, beat these, Rocky. Oh! <laughs> I like the idea of Rock stumbling, saying, "Tonight the Rock has to beat the people." That's right. Mess up some more of your promos. Do you like how your big lug, your big shoe? <laughs> I want just just a second. I can't rewind it because it's a watch along. But as Undertaker revved his bike, the Unforgiven logo came flying off the stage. It looked like mm -hmm. he ran over the Unforgiven <laughs> logo. Oh, I didn't know, sir. <laughs> it was just perfectly. Even timed. the Unforgiven logo is selling for Undertaker. <laughs> Christ, look at the state of him, right? He's in his jeans. Yeah. He's in a Primark shirt that he bought three for a tenner. That's I'm right. going to wrestle. And into the ring on his bike, Billy Big Badass. Smelly boy. <laughs> smelly ghost. <laughs> the smelly ghost. Mark, ooh, I'm hard, God. Calloway. He looks like he stinks at this point. Like, if he walked into HMV, like, they... <laughs> They'd have to fumigate it when he left. Yeah. He looks like he's about to walk into HMV and buy a whole load of old DVDs and <laughs> trade in a trade in some old PS One games <laughs> that have suspicious stains on. 
And and he's like, I walk into any bar looking like this, and everyone be like, Whoa! I'm like, You walked in any water? Uh, what? Weather spoons? Walking water spoons as well. And weather spoons in the UK, and you just got laughed at. <laughs> I can walk into any CEX like this, and they know I'm about oh. to sell my Wii. <laughs> I'll sell just as bad as the DVDs. <laughs> Undertaker has that sort of. That's right. Ed- I've that- got my best gear for the best show. <laughs> right. Ugh. Every inch of this is a is a B show. Here he is. Oh, <laughs> don't go to be kind. Popped his pecker back in. Oh. <laughs> Hope that doesn't fall out during the match. What <laughs> what a new wrinkle to to Kane we've developed today. He just <laughs> like a wrinkle. To, to, <laughs> it's bigger than a wrinkle. It's a frown. <laughs> Hiding behind that pube. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Eddie. <laughs> I, I love his theme music as well. Look at all these zebras! <laughs> Boom! How do I do that? <laughs> I should do that during the match. It works. Benoit can be on the top rope, and I'll turn him into Chili Flambe. <laughs> Why does it work here, but not in Asda? <laughs> I'm trying. How much? <laughs> I try to do it in Asda. I'm just waving my hands around like a pigeon. Uh. <laughs> Rock can't make eye contact with Kane because he saw his penis earlier. Yeah. Oh, Lord. oh they right, only son. don't like me as much as you. Oh. <laughs> I should start just walking at him in pants, apparently. Yeah, apparently that's what they like. <laughs> Kane can't quite put his finger on why everyone cheers for the Rock and not him. Look, he's pants. smelling. Smell. That's it. Let me write that down on my cane pad. But thing Notes is, to cane by cane. Is I that... don't want to smell because Undertaker smells so much. Smell things. Ooh. <laughs> Undertaker pushing the rock as he's climbing up. Undertaker just like this, like he's just stumbled out of the pub for the re- for the Unforgiven main event. Yeah. Just sweaty, smelly, aggressive. The guy who doesn't realise time has passed him by. <laughs> Hey, where the Leonard Skinner on the jukebox? <laughs> Who's disturbed? <laughs> I am. No, Kane. No. <laughs> I like disturbed. You can tell I'm disturbed because Matthew can't figure out how to do my voice. <laughs> I like Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Kevin does. Kevin. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> honk, honk. There we go. So, Undertaker. Why are you doing that? Just. What do you do? You no, I did it because I was fake Diesel. I'm sorry, I confused you and oh. me. I'm the successful one. Are you the? F- no, no, Kane. I'm the six. I'm the under. No, no, I'm the successful one. He goes. What if I'm the real Diesel and you're the fake Kane? Yeah, you're you're Undertaker, Kane's brother. That's your gimmick. <laughs> what are you talking about? Well, look at you. <laughs> you look like him. Yeah. Have you been gardening? <laughs> he looks a bit more like Dad, who's got three pints of bitter down him type. Yeah. Time energy. Christ, Undertaker! Uh, I've just got in from work and I want to watch the match. You kids can go, go, go play with knives in the back garden. Do whatever you want. Just leave me alone. Undertaker looks like he's just coming off a night shift and just been asked, "Can you just pop into Unforgiven and do the main event?" <laughs> All right, fine. I'll, I'll go. On my, I'll come in on my way home. I've got a, yeah. All right. Even first. though I feel like a dead man walking, I guess I'll do it. I gotta pick. I gotta pick up some chicken, some, some chicken thighs for Master first. So I'll swing I by one. Did you take that? Did, did you take that mince out of the freezer like I asked you? And he goes, "No." And he goes, "Oh, you've done it now. <laughs> you haven't done it now." 
I don't feel like I didn't feel like taking <laughs> to take his crap DDT, so I kicked him in the face. He he he. You've done it top now. Rope. I'm Oh, it's all hot. Massive oh, it's surprisingly <laughs> hot. Oh, it's my fault, isn't it? <laughs> Jump and land on my knees. Good old Kane. Nothing beats knees. One, two, three, you jump, Kane. There we go. Ding, ding, ding. Did you and think... that's the story of how I became the champ. Do you think Mrs. Kane was like, Kane, you get down on your knees for everyone and everything else. But... Oh. Let's not talk about it now, Deborah. No, honey, honey. I just landed out of a plane, remember? <laughs> I landed on my knees coming off a plane. On my knees. <laughs> Undertaker just has the face of someone that just is is it's out of his way to be there <laughs> like he's agreed to do it but he's gonna let you know all the way through like when like a like a plumber who's just been called to do a late shift like he's got that look about him of like i'm here to do this job but i'm gonna let you know with my facial expressions that i don't want to be here <laughs> yeah i'm gonna dress how i want for this all right <laughs> screw the dress code it shows up looking like this like oh all right, fine. Undertaker no was Undertaker was very much a case of ACM Punk. You should wear a suit. You should always look nice at the wrestling. <laughs> Mate, have you seen you? <laughs> I'm really yes. Please, tobacco chewing Primark shirt wearing old man. Tell me about looking nice at the wrestling. <laughs> His kids are getting ready to sit down and watch Top of the Pops, and he goes, no, and puts on For Your Eyes Only the 17th time. <laughs> oh, God. He definitely spent bank holiday watching a Bond film. Yeah. He looks like Good the off, sort yeah. He looks like the sort of the husband that would be sat on the sofa, and his wife would go, oh, Undertaker. Oh, one-armed. Look how big I look. I am the biggest. Undertaker. I, I, was getting ready to, I was getting ready to slam Big Show because he's a fat bastard. So I was I could easily do that to The Rock, who Rock, is not a fat bastard. <laughs> Rock's dead easy compared to Biggin. Rock, <laughs> Rock, should, Rock, should, Rock should be a fat bastard being Samoan, but he's not. <laughs> Fun fact. That must be... By like, Kane. That, <laughs> that must be a thing for Kane. Like, to be so strong <laughs> and not get to slam The Big Show. Hmm. I've been repping. I've been lifting up houses. I've been pressing, <laughs> pressing garbage vans. I was doing an impression of them. <laughs> Get ready for fat bastards. So now, uh, now, I'm, now, now the Rock is like Rey Mysterio Jr. next to me. <laughs> rock Mysterio Jr. Boyaka, 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 boyaka. This cock is mine. No, Kane, <laughs> stop it. What are you doing, Undertaker? Oh, Christ. Oh, yeah, we need two light heavyweights to make uh, Kane and Undertaker look good. So let's get Ben on <laughs> The Rock. <laughs> Ow. You and me for? <laughs> Remember, we aren't friends. Uh, to, we ain't friends tonight. Remember, we had that five-star match at SummerSlam. Oh, yeah. You put, why did you take my mask off, you silly boy? Now, stop it. I, I'm, I'm getting confused here. Uh, who are Which, you? Oh, hello. Oh, it's you. Oh, it's you. Hey, how you doing? Oh, oh. Oh, what oh, a okay. horrible dream. Am I in the nation of dominant now? Well, what's happening? Oh, thank oh, God I'm wearing this mask. <laughs> you can't see my tears. Bye. <laughs> yeah, on my knees. You can't see my tears. <laughs> so take a good look at my face. <laughs> <laughs> the tubes of which I'm dying are the best I've ever had. <laughs> Dreams in which Kane I sad. <laughs> do, 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 do. Kane, Kane sad. sad. <laughs>
I'm just saying things for Colonel XP to animate. <laughs> Colonel XP, can you just animate The Undertaker as just like a really fed up dad? Undertaker so just says, yeah, I'll just, I'll just print screen this then, shall I? <laughs> Take a sweetie. Did you finish He's putting doing that, what? Did you finish putting that cupboard up? <laughs> I got he, he, ate, he ate all the chocolate pieces. Right, just you wait till he gets in. <laughs> He's, he is in. Oh, I'll speak to him in a minute. <laughs> I swear, just the spot where he does the, he goes to the top rope with Rock, and he just shouts, "Old." <laughs> well, he's not gonna even yell it. I'll tell you, pay per view Undertaker. You're right. <laughs> oh, got a bump. We don't see many of them from Undertaker. You've, you've done it now. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. Oh, he actually fell down. Yeah, that's my move oh, now. Oh, beefy lariat from our boy Kane. Kane's in killer shape here, to be fair. That move was chef boy are delightful. <laughs> <laughs> that move was Kane-erific. Kane. One arm again. Kane. Just saying. One arm oh, no. again. Oh, no. Oh, God. I'm sorry, Al. I'm so sorry, Zoe. I thought you were a barcode. <laughs> I was going to get me barcode battle. Oh, oh no. Sake. I hate being diddy-teed. <laughs> I can't land on my knees. <laughs> Oh, for fuck's sake. Really Just trying way. to chuck the chair into the ring and it bounces off the ropes. You dumb fuck. chair. That chair got a really bad school report. Oh, there's Ben White. He's in this match. I'm in this match. Why has no one done an impression of me? <laughs> I did plenty of uh, funny things. You are quite problematic. Well, maybe not really. <laughs> Look at me pinning Undertaker. Oh! What? Kane! <laughs> Yay! The boy of dream. What? I remember this. Yeah, Benoit won. They reversed it the next night on Raw. Benoit won. How do you not remember Benoit winning? They did that whole thing on Raw the next night, where they give him a new belt and everything. It was brilliant. Oh, we're doing the exact same yeah. thing. So fully loaded. Yeah. This is now the running joke wow, with Benoit. I do not remember how that one went. It's the running Benoit joke now that he just, every, every time he's in a title match, he wins but doesn't. And this leads to <laughs> the, the lads catching up with him. <laughs> when you find the kid that's been drawing knobs on your car. <laughs> It's the, the of course the rock has to be the one that runs to beat him. Oh up. no, tin foil. Wee. <laughs> you're, oh, you're bouncing. And one more time. <laughs> Straight into the tin foil. I have to shout bang every time I hit that. <laughs> And the fight continues. Yeah, they yeah. they love that bit with Benoit where he wins the belt but doesn't. They love that twice. That. That's a it's good fun. Ad of a muchness. All. It's a good fun ad by all. It's an adventure for all involved. Let me explain why though. Was it are you supposed to be? Oh, Undertaker's legs were under the ropes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh. So, so basically, Undertaker's leg was on the ropes. So the the pin. I don't think the count. camera showed that very well. To be honest with you, it showed it perfectly. Honestly, oh. if you watch it again, you'll see like Undertaker's foot on the ropes. Yeah. I'm pretty sure JR gives it some socks as well. Surprising though that Benoit would pin Undertaker like that. 
like Undertaker would have like make it more obvious with like his foot on the rope or him going hey referee or whatever. I think he was just out of it, so he uh, wasn't able to react. Oh, he's crap. That's right. He's, uh, he's <laughs> going he's <laughs> lying there. <laughs> Undertaker says that counts as me putting Benoit over. It That's doesn't. Spot. Three pants means kick out too. <laughs> Christ. Oh, oh here we go. Now we're going to replay. All right, so. There you go. One. Oh. Oh, okay. There we go. He Thank nearly you. didn't do it. He nearly didn't do it. Couldn't even get his leg up. Couldn't get his leg oh, up. Oh, me. Oh, <laughs> me bits. Me rock, me rock distractors. Oh, me. <laughs> me rock distractors. <laughs> me rock distractors. Oh, like Firestone, they had a recall. Oh, wow. That was a timey reference by Lawler. What was that? That was the um, the tires, wasn't it? Two seconds. The tires got a read. The Firestone and Ford tire controversy was a period of unusually high failures of certain types of tires installed on the Ford Explorer. The tire failures are linked to 271 fatalities and over 800 injuries in the US, with more injuries and fatalities occurring internationally. So, Ooh. the more you know. Yeah, people are like, oh, hang on, a lot of these uh, things seem to be uh, responsible for people, so. The more you know. Yeah. It's funny when you learn things about American history and stuff, just for like wrestling commentary. Well, I quite like when they drop stuff in and you and it goes, oh yeah, that was, a, that was at the time a timely reference. They do that loads on early episodes of Raw where like Jim oh, Ross will, they where, did, didn't where Vince will shoehorn in. Like, oh, and I wow, can't believe this that. week this financial attorney has been found yeah. guilty. <laughs> Look, it's live, honest. It's honestly live. It's just pre-recorded, and we've added this in like the day before. (laughs) We're so live, it hurts. (laughs) Yeah, really. Ignore the green textures around us as we appear to be in front of a crowd that doesn't look (laughs) properly framed. We are live. At one point in time, we were live. I mean, how else would that work? This is going to be a bit of distance for Benoit to cover here. Benoit, without the funny impression on the podcast, but uh, he does get there. He covers a lot of ground on a big old dive. Yeah, say what you want about Benoit and the tragedies that occurred involving him, but he always knew how to insert his head forcibly under them. Oh, never mind. (laughs) Air Canada, boink. British Airways. Oh, wait, no! I forgot the rock would steal moves. He's like Mega Man. He does. Oh, <laughs> every time, every person he wrestled, he learned a move from them. Yeah. He's not stealing my cane line or landing on your knees. Yeah. If Rock comes out with a mask and says, "Ow, I got hit by fire once," <laughs> I'm going to take him to cane lawsuit. <laughs> Gimmick infringement, cane, if you will. Oh, a bump for me. I'm going to be the champion. Oh, Chris. Pillock. I wanted to be a belt man. You won't let me be a (laughs) belt man. (laughs) Beltman. I want to be a beltman. You're not letting me. What am I doing here? Oh, no. (laughs) I probably should have just run like that, like an idiot. Something's going to happen here because Rock's the wrong hand camera. <laughs> Aha, I told you I'm a wrestler. <laughs> I did oh, it. Oh, big booze for Benoit there. I love that. That's probably the 
And that was they being all match was the booze, you prick. Yeah. What is the people's elbow? We want to see him. We want to see that silly wrestling move, you Berlin. Yeah, you're the worst dwarf since Taz. But <laughs> like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Everything on the way out the ring like that. Last ride. Oh Christ! The last ride. Not... The plane ride from hell. <laughs> the plane ride from hell. As it should have been. No! <laughs> I want to be the Beltman. <laughs> Let me be the Beltman, please, brother. Bye! As far Tag. as I know, I always wanted to be a Beltman. <laughs> hey, that's my move. Get off! No, no, no. I want to be the Beltman. <laughs> You're always the belt. Oh, shit! Oh, the Beltman cometh. <laughs> Chairman, attack Beltman! Oh, now Only I'll Vince never Buck's be the Beltman. Vince McBeltman. I'll never be a Beltman. <laughs> Imagine Benoit wins the belt here. Come on, Ben. What? <laughs> if he beats Rock clean as a whistle, then fully reverses it anyway. <laughs> Just because of... We're reversing it because of reasons. Because I like The Rock and you're stupid. Because I love no. music. <laughs> Imagine if they had to do the angle with Benoit getting run over by a car. Due to his size, they couldn't use a proper, like, a Ford Taurus or a Firestorm. They'd have to use one of those red and yellow ones that kids have in the garden. <laughs> like a Smoby, a Smoby car. I think it might yes. Be. A Smoby. Pedaled by the feet. <laughs> no! He yells as he sees it for a distance, like, around the corner. Ah! It's hit by one of those swans they have on the lake, which you pedal... <laughs> Gets hit by one of those frog bins you see in playgrounds. <laughs> Did someone throw a bin? I wonder who that could be. No! Yoink. I want to be the Beltman. You've already been a Beltman. I haven't been a Beltman for ages. <laughs> You've been a Beltman load. You, know you didn't want to be a Beltman. You want to be a Beltman because I want to be a Beltman. Do you know how long I was a Beltman for? A day. <laughs> Rubbish. A day. That's right. I'm the Shane Douglas of Beltmans. Shane Douglas of Beltmans. <laughs> He's crap. You're the Shining Force 3 of Beltmans. <laughs> oh, dare you say that. <laughs> the Shining Force. I'm saying, goddamn Sagan ain't really... No, 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 no. Austin, you're not here for this bit. <laughs> I've got some opinions on the <laughs> on the Nomad that I'd like to share. Ah, <laughs> oh, Rockin' E-Bottoms. Undertaker sees this. No, 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 no. Kane, you idiot. Oh. I thought I was helping. I was pushing you back in. That was oh. your fault, Undertaker. Undertaker's gone to sleep. <laughs> Dummy double shift. I'm knackered, though. Mm. <laughs> so at the first half of that match, whatever... But the bit, yeah, everything after the restart was was sweet. Yeah, once they got the once they got their motor running, it was good mm. fun. It was a good fun wrestling main event. Hey, oh, he's gonna win! No, he's not. Even if even if Undertaker did turn up, like he'd just been like he was halfway through doing the gardening when he was asked, "Did you main event Unforgiven?" <laughs> Should I go back and <laughs> empty the lawnmower? <laughs> So that was Unforgiven 2000. Maff, did you have a lovely time? I did because you were here. Ah, yeah. Softy. Anything you forgot? Um, How good that main event was? Yeah. 
think I forgot. And, um, I, I forgot how close yeah. we came to seeing Blackman and Austin. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember that bit and thinking, okay, that was a segment. But honestly, though, because of the time, we'll talk about this in the SmackDown thing, but like, honestly, because of the time I spent watching wrestling and started watching it every week, I wasn't that excited for Austin's comeback because I was like, nah, The Rock's better than you, mate. Mm. Yeah, well, we're about, people we're, feel the same. We'll we're talk about, about to see like a week. real shift in the in the. The, the, yeah. the fans here is the yeah. who's still and, uh, behind what about the yourself rock? i just realized i've uh, just answered your question then started talking about stuff what was something you forgot uh something i forgot was blackman and austin squaring up and how close we came to blackman shooting on austin i thought that was exciting of course. in terms of something, something i remembered, remembered uh the, the arrival of raven felt big yes it's like a big I that. thing to see raven appearing what about you yeah. something you remembered no I'll, I'll go raven as well we're doubling up on the raven yeah. Yeah, with, with double ravens. Double up on the raven. Brilliant. Well, there you go. That was Unforgiven 2000. Tomorrow, we go back in time to King of the Ring 1995. It's Justin Henry and Sam Driver and myself watching a classic wrestling pay-per-view. Bow before King Mabel. That's on the podcast feed tomorrow. Matthew, Greg, and I are back next Saturday. Uh, anything to add? Anything going on next week? Matthew, do you want to plug? Um, Final Fantasy IX will be played on Twitch. Yeah. The crew. The podcast will be returning. And who knows if Botchamania is dead or not, thanks to AEW. <laughs> we'll all find out together. Womp, womp, womp. Find out first by adding on Twitter. He is at Matthew Greg on Twitter. I am at Tom Campbell on Twitter. Together, we are at Cultaholic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us. One day, one day, I might be the Beltman. Love you. Bye. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.